All right, welcome guys to another edition of Bottom of the Bill. We got Angel and Josue here from LPT. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks really for having us, bro. Yeah, thank, awesome. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I get you guys on finally. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, thank over. you. Yeah, yeah, no, we talked about this for a couple of. Uh, it's been a couple of months. Since yeah, we started the conversation about it. So I'm, schedules, yeah, man, are wild. You know, it was just yeah. tough. Like, it was the day after. I can't remember who was on the podcast, but it was the day after we found out that we weren't going to be uh, on the. Uh, the festival. Oh, okay. And oh, yeah. I, I got very drunk and very upset that I didn't get to play. <laughs> or oh, okay. For the good reason and everything like that. Yeah, I, yeah. Wasn't, I wasn't like. Did mad. you guys not play that festival? Oh, yeah, hell no. We, we're not gonna do yeah, that. We dropped that. <laughs> uh, but, well, uh, yeah. uh, I was gonna say, uh, and then I was, uh, I got so drunk that I got so hungover. I called out sick, and then you called me, and I, I, it was a three hundred five number, and I was just like, who the fuck do I know from Miami? <laughs> oh, and, I thought, and then I was like, all right, talk to you, man. Talk to you for like thirty minutes on the phone. We were chatting like, for a bit. Yeah. Were you tipsy when you were talking to me? No, I was hungover. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were talking. You were talking a lot, though. Not just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just well, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to anybody. Yeah, for no doubt, an hour no doubt. So. So. Um, All right. So before we get started, we just want to uh, mention a couple things. Uh, the new single, new single, Jesus Christ, new single is out now. Destitute. You can find it on all the platforms. Uh, we've announced the album release uh, on July thirtieth, and we've got some dates to support. So we'll be at Tuffy's Music Box in Sanford on the 29th of July. July thirtieth, we'll be at Hoochin Hive in Tampa. And then July 31st, we'll be at 1904 Music Hall. Uh, and this is all with our friends Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats from Asheville. So we got some Carolina dates to announce with them coming up soon, but we haven't locked anything in place just yet. We've also got December 3rd at Orange Blossom Review. Um, so make sure you get your tickets for that. They are going very quickly. Um, Hangout Express is going to be at Monkey's Uncle on June 18th. And then I'll be at Lemon Bar on the 19th and then firefly bear on the 20th just doing my solo thing so that's what i got going on you guys got anything you want to promote they, well before did they open that firefly firefly place uh, yeah as far as i know i mean i've got a couple oh, of got books. books now yeah congratulations so. and congratulations thanks. on the single gentlemen yeah, oh thanks, thanks man. and the Appreciate album and all the hard work i know it takes a lot of work to get that going it yeah. has been it took a long long time my you guys <laughs> ever watch the show silicon valley uh no okay it's a really good show on hbo about like a guy who's trying to start up uh, like an app company in sure. silicon valley uh and my uh my life has been that show for like the last six months so i'm it's still it hasn't really subsided but at least the music is getting out right and the videos are getting seen and you know we're on in the next step so it's all good problems to have but it's a lot of work congratulations <laughs> i'm brother. sure you guys are aware no, it's, <laughs> it's 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 a, it's a labor of love isn't it yeah for sure you know what i mean for sure if, if you're if you're in this business to get rich you're in the wrong business yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i was hoping like one day we'd get rich though right i mean no <laughs> I, <laughs> I quit laughing <laughs> that is i want to make some money ultimately eventually. i'd love that for that to happen that's what we call mean, it side hustle and put a dollar bill in the name i thought yeah, right that's <laughs> Yeah, was, so, so the side hustle name was it because you guys all had different gigs at the time? Or yeah, so like we just said this. It's, it's I, by the way, I'm going to interview you guys in this. Yes, yeah, you're know saying this LP taking over. over. That's, like right. That's right. That's uh, right. Uh, uh, but I was going to say, yeah, we uh, uh, that was our cover band name, and we originally had the Anton Plume name, and he has like the worst name that anybody's ever had. So we didn't want to be in that band anymore. So we wait, 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 we wait, just wait. went by the side Anton Plume. That's his name. I know. La Plume. Right? La Plume. La Plume. So the pen. 
the pen. Yeah, Anton the pen. That's a pretty dope name. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to push back on that. That's a dope ass name. As, Anton the as pen. Several people would push back on because I've had several people tell me that I have a rock star name. Anton which, the plume. It's fuck, yeah, it's you, a good thing. You have Billy a magician's name. I, I, <laughs> Billy hates it because he's great. From Anton. B- Billy hates it because he's from Wilmore, Kentucky. And the Born most exotic. Fight about the it. most exotic <laughs> name he heard growing up was John Smith. So yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Kentucky. I don't know if y'all knew that. Y'all are from South Florida, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the one. I'm the one outlier here. Yeah, that's good. That's all right. That's all right. Man, I love Kentucky. South Bluegrass State, dog. Yeah, all, all the way. Go, all day. Bourbon, basketball, go. and horses. That's about it. <laughs> we uh, To answer your question, LPT is playing the uh, Don't Miss a Beat Jazz Festival on January tw- – I'm sorry, July 27th. I apologize. July 27th. Um, we're going to be doing that. And uh, after that, we're actually taking uh, – we're going to have some road work. We're going to be on the road for a bit. We're not coming back to Jacksonville till October 17th. Hell, yeah. That's so you're going to be out it. for that long, like on the uh, road? No, no, long. no, no, no. We're, uh, we're actually in the process of uh, – and I'm sure this is probably in the questions, but we're, uh, we're in the process of getting the uh, the new album out, new single. So we got some work to do Love it. on that kind of stuff. So, you know, a lot of the the production work and is just you're well aware of. And, and then uh, we're back in town. We're uh, – uh, you know, we've, we've always had a uh, – the uh, uh tried to at least keep an understanding of where the saturation is for us you know what i'm saying sure and how to best manage that for the uh for for people to still be stoked on what we're doing you know what i mean and for sure man you know so that's really smart because i mean a lot of bands that don't come from that world of like the original music thing and trying to like build like an actual brand yeah. don't realize that you can't play Three or four nights a week in one market, and expect to get any further than that. You gotta, you, know? be, you gotta, you gotta understand that people, people, and, and we've been very blessed with with people loving what we do and coming out. And you know, just uh, this past Sunday, we played at Intuition uh, Beer Hall at a Salsa Sunday. And are you guys doing that every Sunday, or is that just no? no see, okay. no, no, we're not. We're uh, there. Uh, the specific Sundays that we've done it, we we really started that during the pandemic. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be a once a month thing during the summer. It it was it was and then yeah and then it kind of like COVID happened COVID yeah COVID got us we did the uh, first one we did the first one and then there was they shut down and you know uh, it was it was gonna be there was gonna be some continuity to it because we wanted to do it for a, a specific amount of time um, but then um, you know again COVID kind of clipped everybody's wings but uh, but I was commenting to to Angel this this past Sunday when I'm walking in and I'm like man I'm 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 still shocked that people pay to come see us you know what i mean like people <laughs> yeah. are willing to put money down to come see us play and it's i mean i say that in the beautiful, beautiful most yeah, yeah exactly in the most beautiful way yeah, yeah totally you know, man y'all are amazing it would be <laughs> thank uh, you for a second like thank like, you why buddy. would anybody pay for this shit like are you, <laughs> you know any any anytime anybody's spending their hard-earned money you know what i'm saying you you know angel always has a really great a really great philosophy about this is we serve the music and we serve we serve the stage, you know what I'm saying? We the are audience. Yeah, the audience. The, the servants. Audience. servants. You know, we are servants and, and and that's something that resonates throughout what we do, which is like, yo, we're out there we're out there servants to the music, to the stage, to the audience and you know, there's there's grace in that with regards to them being willing to come see us. Yeah, totally you know what I'm man. saying. And so you, you we put on the best damn show whether there's one or one thousand. You guys yeah. definitely do Great for sure. Thank you. Um, Thank you I, I think uh, I think there's also like a thing where, as I'm sure like we all have been in different bands over the years in different situations, and uh, and we've all done like like the worst possible gigs, and also <laughs> like with, with high expectations going in sometimes, and also like the like the weirdest gigs that with low expectations end up being good. Yeah. But it's like there's this thing when. 
when you're doing what you really what, what you're really passionate about, and then people are actually showing up for that thing. Yeah, it's like so many years of just being in the gutter where you're like, oh my god, this is really like this is real. I can't believe people are here to see what we're doing now. Yeah, this is amazing. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, I totally get that. Absolutely, man. You know what I mean? And there's there's uh, there's, there's been those. I think we've all done those four-hour bar gigs when we were young. You know what I'm saying? Where you're just like, oh, I'm still doing. Yeah, them. we're, we're <laughs> still yeah, doing. Them. Like we just had one on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof. yeah. Oof. I'm still doing them. Unfortunately, God bless but, you, you know. boys. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the that's where the big bucks are, though. You play for four hours, you get four times as much money. Is yeah. that what is that what yeah, they're telling right, you, man? <laughs> <laughs> what gigs are you playing? Man? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Gig, we're yeah. not. What's up? We're not making any money. <laughs> no, we're 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 doing fine. We're doing. But, uh, doing right. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Um, doing all, right. No. all right. So we. So I found out before we started that you guys are also from South Florida. Yeah. Uh. So is that where you guys got started playing music? Uh. Yeah. I did. Um. I. I. My folks are Cuban. My family's Cuban down there. And uh, growing up as a little kid playing piano, I would hear the the salsa music at the parties, and I'm like, how. How is how do they do that, you know? And that motivated me into wanting to pursue, uh, you know, the piano further and, and got lucky with my teacher. My mom found me a Spanish teacher, Venezuelan piano teacher that was, uh, yeah, did that for me. So that's where I got started. I, uh, I was in Puerto Rico till I was about uh, 12. Okay. And then um, I remember uh, my grandmother put me in uh guitar lessons at the church in puerto rico you know what i'm saying and uh you know she got me that she got me a trumpet she's like whatever sticks kind of vibe you know what i'm saying the guitar stuck with me um i did that for a little while and then i you know like any any kid you're like "Ah, i don't want to do this anymore and unfortunately that she didn't have the uh the push to keep me going but that was where i kind of got started and then you know moved to south florida at uh, about 11 years old and um uh, you know, went to school there and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, in middle school, realized that I wasn't any good at sports per se. You know, I think I tried out for the wrestling team. Yeah. Ah. And it was it was brutal. It was, <laughs> he was laughing. He was yeah. laughing. <laughs> well, because he probably knows. It was brutal. It was, it was can you imagine that's me wrestling? You know, yeah, no, that's absolutely what I'm not. Yeah, it's, just, it's probably the, most, the worst idea in the world. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I was. I, I really wanted to be an athlete my entire life, and I just suck at every single sport. Like, See, I, sport. I, I didn't want to be an athlete, man. I I. I started surfing when I was 16, and when I was about 15, I picked up the guitar because I wasn't an athlete. You know what I'm saying? And and I started writing songs. And, like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not joking. I started writing songs, and then I got a girlfriend. I was like, oh, okay, so this pays off. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, that yeah. is true. That, that, that checks out because 100% that's what, what happened to me, too, because I was like, I wasn't making – I tried out for the basketball team every year. I'm just. You didn't have no handle, dog. You didn't have no handle. I'm great. I'm great with my hands. I'm just too damn short. Like it's not <laughs> happening. And uh, back then I was even shorter, of course. But yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't make any team. And I was just like, "Fuck this! I'm just gonna do piano." And just stick with yeah. that. And this is working out pretty good. Did you Did you take out. piano? Like, what What age did you start doing uh, the piano? Thing? When I was like five, I think. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and then uh, I moved down here to Florida when I was. 15 or 16 I did you have remember. a mean piano teacher or like a strict piano teacher I had I had this like super old lady like her hands looked like this like must have been like 75 years old but she went to Juilliard like in oh, New York nice. uh, when I moved down to Florida okay. and she was like you're learning Franz Liszt and you're learning Chopin and wow like, right. nice and I, I did that until I was oh, 18 yeah. and then I went to UNF and then dropped out 
You never finish. Oh no! You're not finished. Yeah. Right did you? Did you, Angel? Do you have a mean piano teacher at any point? I I I had a I had a stern one to start off. Stern. With. She okay. wasn't mean. It's always a woman too. But she told she she laid down the truth, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like you appreciated her. Oh now, yeah. As an adult yeah. or back then? Back then too. Yeah. Like she, she, you know, it made me think. She wasn't like mean in a a useless way. Right. Stern. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stern. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely makes you practice for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I did not want to disappoint. Did you go what to her it? house for piano lessons too? It was at the school I was at, oh. elementary school. I got re- I got lucky. My little neighborhood school was an elementary sc- uh, uh, arts school, kind of like DA is here. Okay, nice, cool. nice. And I just happened to, you know, that was my school, and uh, yeah, I got into piano like immediately. And she, uh, you know, eventually started doing after school lessons, and, and then in school lessons too, because that was part of the track. So. And were you guys, when you were discovering your musical talents, were you playing with anybody or, like, you know, jamming with friends at all? Or was it just kind of, like, a personal thing at that time? I mean, there, I got because I was at that kind of school, I had peers, you know, who, like, we were, we all, like, you know, the little piano kids. We were all, like, you know, who could learn the first invention, you know, Bach's first invention the best and who could play the fastest, you know, and <laughs> stuff like that. And I got to play with, like, our little orchestra while I was in there and... Um, other stuff so that that environment was crazy like you know most kids don't get lucky like that no for sure so um yeah i that's that's where i figured out that and i was also doing like tech theater and stuff and like tv stuff nice i was like i love all this shit you that's know dope, man <laughs> i i i think uh so i when i really got into it at like say 15 16 i fell in with a heavy crew man i've 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 always been blessed that for some reason, I've always been, like, the weakest link in, like, the heaviest cruise kind of vibe. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. mind admitting that at all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and, and and I fell in with uh, with some really good musicians early on. I remember I wrote a song, and uh, to the, and this cat, Paul Williams, man, which was, like, he was the, you know, in your high school, he's, like, the guitarist. Like, there's that one cat where everybody's, like, yo, that's Paul Williams. You know the vibe? Mm-hmm. And I wrote a song, and it was probably one of the first few songs that I wrote. And I showed Paul Williams, and he was like, "Yo, that's a good song." And I'm like, "Yo, you think that's a good song?" I was yeah. like, "I was, I was in, I was over, I was in heaven, I was in the, over the moon," and uh, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna get this a show, you know." And I got us a show, and we played the Coconut Groves Art Festival. Nice. Like it was our first gig that I ever, nice. I've ever played. The first gig I ever played on stage with a rock band was the Coconut Grove Art Festival with and the Paul Williams was on bass and guitar, and I had like all the heavy hitters with me on stage. You know what I'm saying? Pablo Reina, uh, Julio Baez, my boy was on there, and uh, and you know it was it was that kind of vibe where it was like all right you know what I'm saying these 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 are the people that I look up to, and I mean I'll, I'll be honest with you that follows through to this day I I stand on stage with the people I look up to right now in LBT you know what oh, I'm that's saying awesome, straight man. up you know what I mean that's like, awesome so I've I've been I've been blessed dog musically you know what I'm saying I've been I'm very lucky are those guys still playing around down south I don't know man you know. Paul Williams, uh, I hope so. I hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, we've obviously, you lose touch with people from high school a lot. Uh, sure. Uh, Julio Baez and I, he went to University of Maryland. I went to a school called Old Dominion University in Virginia. And uh, after I graduated, we, we released a couple of albums together. And that was like my dog, man. We wrote songs together. You know what I'm saying? Learned a lot from him. He was a hell of a guitarist. And um, he's up in Virginia now, uh, you know, just chilling, doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? grinding it out and you know having a family and, and whatnot but uh still one of my inspirations musically you know what i'm saying is like 
you know, he was he's one of my best friends and still an inspiration musically. So, you know, I hope, I hope they are. Yeah, man. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, before we get into all the earlier creative projects you guys really started to take on, what, what were, like, your influences growing up? Like, what was the stuff that you, your parents were listening to that uh, you were listening to? I mean. Mm. Yeah. Salsa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I was in Puerto Rico. My grandfather would turn on Zeta 93, Z93, in the car every time. We listened to salsa music. The first song I ever remember hearing. Ever, you know, we all have that memory of where music started in our life. I was like probably like four years old. Yeah. And it was Ruben, uh, Ruben Blades, Pedro Navaja. And I remember that song to this day as the first, what I consider, that was music, right? That was a song. That was a popular song. And I heard that song and that's always stuck with me. So, and, you know, my dad listened to it. My, uh, my grandfather listened to it kind of vibe. And that's what, that's kind of like what I grew up listening to it to the point of like almost almost rebelling as an as a young adult you know what i'm saying as a teenager like ah, i'm gonna go to the rock world you know what i'm saying because like that's i've been listening to this, this stuff the, you know the whole time I'm, I'm gonna go listen to rock and roll kind of vibe you know what i mean and yeah hip-hop and stuff so for sure yeah. for sure yeah. what about you angel um you know kind of similar the the the, Af- the afro-cuban like the soul and stuff my my folks uh Salsa music wasn't always on at the house. My mom, my mom says the salsa music is, uh, you know, it's for dancing, it's for for parties. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, mom. You know, um, but uh, yeah, you know, I was hearing a lot of that stuff. Uh, my dad has this Trio Matamoros CD that nice. was like one of the first burn CDs ever. Oh, nice. You know that one of his friends made it. Man, I used to, I, I used to like out. that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but um, you know, I was influenced by like. But a lot of like punk and yeah. you know like ska stuff that was going on around my friends and in, in high school but i also had like um my my best friend that i was musically growing up with he was learning to play bass and he was his family was this puerto rican musical family amazing and so me and him and like his brothers and stuff like just started you know i was just like eating up salsa like just all you know and we're burning, you know, burning CDs, right? Nice. So it's just like, oh, this check out this mix, you know, and like check out the, you know, nice. um, and that, like I said before, that that hearing that stuff and trying to emulate it was like what pushed me to like want to study jazz more and you know get deeper into the the keyboard and and music in general. Um, so yeah, that's you know that propelled me into wanting to go to uh, you know listening to jazz, studying jazz, going to UNF and getting to study there. And, um, yeah. Did you finish at UNF? I did finish at UNF. Never finished. Yo, man. I did. Our drummer did too. Well, all four years you went there. How many years? I did. I did in four years. Oh my god, dude! I've never heard of. LPT is is a is a uh, pedigreed band, dude. I think all got degrees. I think everybody's degreed. No shit. Yeah, man. Everybody went to college and shit. I went. Got degreed and finish. Finish. No, no, finish. Finish. Yeah, you gotta say that. I went. Finish. You guys are closers. Yeah, there's a lot of closers. You guys are closers. There's a couple of cats in there with master's degree. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to start pitching. I'll get six to seven innings there, but I'm not <laughs> staying around. I, I, uh, I went, uh, I didn't go to school for music or take lessons at all, but um, I did go for a couple semesters at Miami Dade College at the Wolfson campus downtown. Wolfson, that's a fun campus. I, I love that campus, man. Yeah. Uh, I really felt like it, it, it was a pain in the ass driving there every morning because it was like an hour and a half drive with traffic, Oof. you know, from Pembroke Pines. So, um, but I mean, you know, Broward Community College is like right down the street bro, from I me, right? I, was, I wasn't about it, bro. I didn't <laughs> want to go to BC. I wanted to go to Miami Dade because I was just like, 
I need to be in Miami as much I think as it's I possibly Broward can. College now. Is it Broward College it's now? It's BC now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Broward College. I think like it's, not, it's not BCC, dude. Oh, it's not? Dude. I'm not old. anymore. I'm not old. anymore, yeah. That, it's, it's, yeah it's, That's all gone. There's oh, no MDCC? Remember when it was MDCC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It was, yeah. was it called MDCC? Back yeah, in the day. I, when yeah, I started yeah, yeah. on there, it was just MDC. Yeah. Oh, man. So I'm a little older than you, yeah. though. <laughs> it was MDCC back in the day. It was. Miami Day Community College, That makes sense. Yeah, I remember when it changed. I think I was in high school when it changed. When it changed? I'm so much older than uh, I did a couple yeah, semesters. Yeah, yeah, I'm old, man. I'm old. I did a couple semesters there, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this because I realized that I wanted to play music, and I wasn't good enough to get into a music program at, at the time. So I just was yeah. like, you know, I said screw yeah. it and just. Yeah. But you know, I did, I did. Uh, I was playing with a lot of guys that went to like UM and all that stuff, and nice. they were Frost, all great Frost players. Frost School was fantastic. It's amazing, I mean, man. It's a fantastic program. And Dennis, the, Dennis March is. Dennis Marks was there. Yeah, he was out there, he was, dude, killing it. That that was my so my bass player at the time. That was his private. Uh, teacher nice. really yeah nice. so um uh yeah man so i was playing with those guys and they all really kicked my ass i mean it, it, not in a, not in a good i want to impress way more in like a you suck and we're not going to play with you if you don't start getting better type way mm. yeah, it made you work it made me work that's a good that's 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 why you, you know anybody you got to surround yourself with better musicians totally man got to I bought, I, that's what i do i'll be sarcastic no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> But yeah, man. I mean, you know, I bought like I bought music theory books, and I started teaching myself at least the basic stuff. So now I can at least have a conversation and know, sure, know sure. it's or at least communicate an idea, yeah. you know, without sounding. Like I think you know better literate. music theory than I do. And I think I, I, I do. I've yeah. been learning since I was five. You yeah, know what I mean? I think I think I do know better. I don't know how you did it so fast. My never... son is eight years old. Yeah, and he's been taking piano lessons since he was That's six. That's a great age. Yeah, and uh, every once in a while. It hits me of just how much he's wrapping his mind around theory. Yeah, you know they learn so quickly at that age. They, it's oh, insane. it's fantastic, yeah, it's and you kind of like do it. you know, and he'll bring something up, and and you know, it'll kind of make me have to dust off my, you know, understanding of it to be like, wait, wait, a minute, let me wrap my mind. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This is what you gotta go. You know, this is where you're at, kind of vibe. So, hey everyone, just wanted to take a second to talk to you about one of our favorite music venues, Blue Jay Listening Room. Blue Jay is a space for true music lovers where every ticket is a backstage pass. Silence your cell phones, enjoy a nice glass of wine or craft beer, and be part of an intimate experience unlike anywhere else in Jacksonville. Hear national and local artists sing their original songs and share the stories behind them in a space carefully curated for the premier show-going experience. I personally have seen some of my favorite shows here, as well as having played in some of my heroes. Not only is Blue Jay a wonderfully unique experience, has become a staple in the Florida music scene. Mention bottom of the bill on your next visit and receive 10% off your tab. Blue Jay is located at 2457 3rd Street South, Jacksonville Beach, and be sure to check out www.bluejayjacks.com for news, ticketing, and events. So I was going to ask you about uh, your singing background and everything like that. Uh, when did you start singing? <laughs> I don't know the question. Yeah, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you, how do, you, how do, you do, do that? that? I, everybody can sing, but I can't do it very yeah. well yeah, yeah, yeah. at uh, all. I, so, I, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's genetic or not, but um, so in on my mother's side, there have always been salsa singers and salsa performers. My, my tío Efraín, my tío Perfecto, my grandmother, uh, Illuminada, name was Illuminated, called her Lula. They were all singers, uh, Tio Robert. These are people that all, in my mother's side of the family, they were all musicians. And they all had bands and all this kind of stuff, you know. Um, and there was always music on that side of the family, you know what I'm saying? There was always, like, bands and performances. 
to the point that and this is a fact my mother only recently accepted me as a singer as a salsa singer i mean and i'm talking about oh, I'm, wow. I'm 44 years old right, right right and she only recently in the last like say two <laughs> years was like okay you're good because in her in her mind yeah. it was it was a very detrimental career choice of yeah. course you know what i'm saying like she saw her uncles and her and, her, and all these people and and that were like involved in and singing and salsa and all that kind of stuff and it was it was a bad scene you know, to her to her you know um and uh that's kind of like you know if it's if there's any genetics in it that's kind of where it came but really singing came out of necessity for me as a kid when it was like i would write these songs and well i had to sing them you know what i mean and so that's kind of where it came out and you know um you know just kind of just going for it and you know having a little bit of something on on that and and, and moving on from there. Well, you're a really great singer. Do you have any Thank advice for Anton? <laughs> warm up. I've already checked out. I'm not good. Do I you, can't do this. Do you warm up? <laughs> I do. If if before like like sing, you don't you warm up playing guitar. You don't warm up singing. Not not for like most I've never of the, seen you do that. In four not years. for most of the bar gigs He's that we do. He's gonna lie. But no, I'm not He's, lying. You are lying. I'm not lying <laughs> because, I, because I don't. Warm I can see up y'all spend a, a lot of time together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's annoying actually. I am annoying. I know. I don't warm up before like a lot of the bar gigs, which I should because they're four-hour gigs. But, Brutal. But before yeah. like an original show, if we're playing like a 1904, doing like a ticketed thing, yeah, because I do it at home, right? So oh. it's like oh, you, you warm up two hours before the gig. Yeah, or I'll like do it on the way to the gig and do yeah. you know in the car or whatever with the guitar. I'll I'll sit there all night before like right before the set. I'll just have the guitar in my sure. hand, just noodling until I can get my fingers warmed up. You know, same th- same thing with vocals, man. I mean, you got to warm up. I mean, yeah. that's oh, you got to do it. You have it's, to warm up. It and sucks when you don't. Yeah, yeah for you sure. You have to warm up, and you know what I'm saying. If you got to have a routine, you know, and it's something that I've developed with LPT. It's just I have my routine and. You know, 15 minutes before I go on stage, I excuse myself from wherever I'm at, and I got a warm-up that I put on my earbuds, and I go, and I, I find a space where I can, you know, belt out a warm-up, you know what I'm saying? Because that shit is not the most flattering thing for people to hear. You oh, know no, I mean? yeah, you warm-up? Yeah, warm-up. no doubt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it's it makes a difference. Move. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I use this one. So, uh, Jay Maestro, uh, who is an amazing singer, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you guys know Jay Maestro. Why does the name sound so familiar? Stone Echo. Stone Echo, and he has been in a lot of bands. Lo- you know, like he's he's yeah. a he's a local. I mean, his, okay. He's uh, he actually just finished a master's degree in in vocal con- conducting at UNF, and uh, I mean the guy's like, I mean to me, you know, he's he's vocally he's just. Is his real last name Maestro? It is for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like that like, answer. Meant to do that. Jay Maestro, man. It is. No, me. no, but. He turned me on to uh, he turned me on to some really good warm ups. You know what I mean? Like I took I've taken some some lessons with him and taken some coaching with him. You know what I'm saying? So he turned me on to some good warm ups, and it makes the difference. Honestly, not only that, see, because it's when you're when you're warming up vocally, like anything or even instrumentally, you don't you're not thinking about that night. You got to think about the next night, right? Because you gotta if you're on tour, you gotta sing three four nights in a row. You gotta think about night three. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got to think about night four where you got to you gotta be able to deliver. You right. know what I'm saying? And, you know, voices, if you're not doing it right and you're not singing correctly, man, that, that, that'll that go real fast, man. You know For what sure. I'm saying? That'll go real fast. You ever see the, the Freddie Mercury warm-up videos that he used to do? And the Oh, those are the best. You're just like, you have to warm up? I guess because you're the best singer in the world ever of all time. So you got he's got to warm up, too. Yeah. His warm-ups are just ridiculous. Yeah, what do you yeah. do? The me, me, moo, 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 mo
shout out. Share, share it with the world. It's yeah, I'll share it with the world. <laughs> it's, share your secrets. It's uh, <laughs> it's called the West End Warm Up, and it's a little 10, 10 minute video on YouTube. West End. Look up West End Warm Up. West End Warm Up. West End Warm Up. West End. Okay, yeah. got you. And uh, like, this is, is West this, End England. Sort of so this is Englishwoman, and yeah. uh, she's on there, and it's. She go and I, I mean, I gotta memorize. I can literally sing it to you from top to bottom. And she goes, "Welcome to Verba." <laughs> she goes, "Welcome to Verba," and you know, you go off that. So Jay Maestro turned me on to that. You know what I'm saying? And okay. it's been, it's, it's, it's a game changer. And I mean, like I said, I've done it so much because you know what I'm saying. Every night, that's when I'm singing. That's what I'm listening to. That you know, or when I'm in the studio, whenever. That's my warm up piece. Um, and it's good because it, it kind of just stretches your range out a little bit you know what i'm right, saying just yeah. to get a little technical it kind of makes you get up into into your you know the upper reaches of your range so i know you said genetic uh in your family and everything sure. they got all these singers but like how do you get better at singing shit man how you get better at anything dude just, but you just practice it practice yeah <sighs> i don't know i've mm. been practicing for a while i don't think i'm gonna get well, it you, you know that, what it is is that, is that you haven't sat down with a vocal coach and had anybody show you the right way to do it you're, you're did you sit down with a vocal coach i've have sat down with vocal coaches oh damn it uh, most <laughs> most most singers have because yeah i'm sure they have yeah i mean like unless you're like self-taught but who who does that but even at a certain point yeah. though if like singers that you've heard sing yeah if you've ever heard them sing like on a national level they might they may have been born with a natural gift yeah. but they all sat down with a coach at some point because that you better believe that the label's investing that money yeah. they're going to make sure that you have a perfect show every single night so that's you know you 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 mentioned the point of gift in and i'm i'm curious about what you have to say about this angel so my wife is a very naturally gifted singer she's not taking any lessons she's not taking but the tone and timbre of her voice is is fantastic you know like her she has she i she has something that I don't have. I have to work to what comes to her naturally. So, right. I mean, I, I think that there's certain people that are born, and Angel, I'd love to hear what you think about this. There's certain people that are born with an aptitude and, like, and a quality of voice, right? Well, sure. I mean, the voice is the original instrument, first mm -hmm. off. I mean, yeah. forever, right? And, I mean, yeah, some people are just having better sensitivity to what it is to make a nice, beautiful tone, and their voice just sounds you know physically they can feel that thing better physically than it's yeah it's i i feel yeah with people who just can just do that um yeah recognize you know pitch not as like abc or you know whatever but what sounds consonant what doesn't all that stuff we develop because we hear it already you know like right. the rules of what sounds good and what doesn't sure that's because it either does or doesn't you know have you seen that video of that kid that can, like, somebody's playing, like, uh, <coughs> ten notes, and he's, like, just listing all of them off like that? Like, the insane oh, man, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know that one, but there there are a lot of aliens out there, man. They, right. uh, it's it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. Um, but that's got to be genetic, right? That's something you can't learn. I mean, you you can learn. You can like, learn that, that like kind of thing. That, but, you know but I mean? yeah, and, and, I mean, someone had to show that, that kid that this note is an F, you know? Right. It's not boring. Yeah, that's true. But that, that kid has more of a sensitivity for that note sounding different from all the other notes. Would you say that kid might have perfect pitch? Uh, that's that would that, yeah. If he can recognize you the can't. note, then that's what they call it. Oh, it came out of topic because what I, I really wanted to get at is I just want one singer to be like, 
No, it's, you, you can't learn it. It's all natural. Yeah, it's, one it's, time, all that's right. it's just one time that I'll be like, okay, good. That'd Finally, someone's telling me that what I've been thinking my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, I just I just don't think I'll ever get good. No, it's all natural, bro. I feel like I can it. hit the pitch. I'll, 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 I'll hit that for you. Yeah. <laughs> I can hit the pitch, <laughs> but I just, it doesn't sound good. I don't have the natural, like your wife, you said, has the uh, great some tone. Have great, yeah, some people have a great, just have a great sound yeah. to their voice. And I mean, I'm... I'm I, we're all our worst critics, and I'll be my. my I'm always my own worst critic. Yeah. I'm always the one that's always like, ugh, you know, like, God, you're singing again, guy. You know, <laughs> you know? there's no. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, you, that, but I mean, because you have a great voice. Thank but you, I mean, man. Thank you. Thank but, you. But I do agree with you that I think that a lot of people have to work for for that talent. To, just because you, you know, there's some people, like, like like music is something that you hear, right? Like to be a musician doesn't mean necessarily, in my opinion, mean that you have to be able to play an instrument. Like you can actually just be able to hear music and because and you and you like the like your ability to, to to use a tool to get that out hasn't been like facilitated or hasn't been like honed in right yeah. but like maybe you just hear music in that way yeah. some people are naturally gifted in the way where they can just move their fingers around a fretboard like that skill is easy for them or we're sitting down at the piano and do or they hear the sounds like like that comes easy for them. For most musicians, though, I don't think that's the case. I think most musicians have to really work for that ability. Like you, like like for me, moving my fingers around the fretboard is not so easy. Like I watch guys that play guitar, and and you can tell like they were just they just get it right physically. They they get that thing and they yeah. hear everything. It just it's like the, the perfect storm. Yeah. A lot of people have to work a little bit extra to get those. Those things. But would you say that can. that's true about anything? You know, there's mathematicians out there with the math makes so, sense. There's totally. engineers out there with the physics makes sense. There's, there's. I think that there is. That's that can be said about anything. And I've, I've always believed that anything can be raised to an art form, even, you know, business or whatever. It may totally. Be. There's, yeah. there's an art form behind it all. If, if it, if it, if there is like, if it clicks for you, you know what I'm saying. And, and sometimes it just. Some people have different things that click for them, and, and it's, you know, and. The rest of us have to work hard. Yeah, you know what for I mean? sure, and for sure. You know, get on it and, you know what I'm saying, out, out hustle the competition. You know what I'm saying? Outwork them. That's what it is, you know what 100%. What do you think, Angel? Did, did you, were, you just, were you just, like, naturally gifted at the piano? No, or? man. I've had to work real hard. Um, and, uh, you know, I still work hard and view myself. And I think it's important to remember that, that we're all works in progress, you know. For sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I mean – Certain things made sense, but it's just, yeah, that's all. I've always, yeah, had to work and always looked up to people that it real, came real easy to and tried to pick their brains. And yeah, man. Learn more. Uh, I love learning, you know, learning about uh, the keyboard music, you know, uh, expanding what I know. And I, I, that's what I try to tell my students that, like, you know, music is, it's a, it's a lifelong kind of commitment if you want it to be. And how, when are you going to be good? Who knows? Never. Never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I, I get that question. Like, when am I going to be good? When? I'm like, I don't know. Um, so, you know, if you can look at it like that and not uh, such as an instant gratification thing and, you know, every time you play out, every time you do something, uh, you hopefully did it better than the last time you did it. Or if you didn't do it better, then why? And address those things and learn and, you know. So that's kind of how there's a lot of people that that ask me the questions like so when did you, like when did you say you got good or when did you learn how to play guitar it's like 
well, I'm still learning every yeah, single day. Yeah. And if and if you ask me when I got good, I'm gonna tell you I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like it's constantly just learning new things. You're always gonna see somebody that's like like ahead of you in those things, and you're always gonna aspire to be not necessarily them, but at least at that level of understanding yeah. and playability. And you know? people are constantly innovating, and I mean, you know, like it's. It's a cool thing if you accept it to be that way. Now, if you get crabby about it, you're like, everybody, you know, I suck and everybody's better than me, then you're going to put yourself in a bad hole. Totally. But, you know, you just got to work your way into that massive network of knowledge, of, you know, and, uh, yeah, just constantly learning. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I want to ask you guys uh, about starting LPT and uh, what kind of led to, the, what was the inspiration for the band? I, I'll, t- I'll start it first. Go for it, dude. Because I, um, my, my, me and my, my dear friend Mylan, all good. Shout I out. Love, I love Mylan, man. Uh, no. Timbalero here in. Talented dude, man. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. What a guy. Um, so we, uh, we had a little bit of a Latin thing going on. It was actually at UNF. I think it was our second semester, you know, because I came from South Florida. Like like you know, and, and um, we we got we got some folks together at UNF. He was playing, learning to play timbales, and we would sit around and listen to you know Dito Puente albums and Cachao albums, oh, yeah. you know. And uh, we were eating that stuff up together, which was really fun. And then so we started that. That lasted for the semester. It was like school's too hard. I can't keep doing this. Um, and I, you know, like I always wanted to do it again at some point, and you know, take it outside of school and. Uh, so that was always in the back burner, and then me and him got involved with uh, Joe Shuck, and uh, we became a part of uh, Antique Animals, which is a local band here for a while, and that's where him and I met. Yep. You can take over there. I see these guys play. I've been in town for a week. I moved up to North Florida. I've been in town for a week. I go see a show that uh, J.P. Salvat shout out. The, oh yeah, the connector. Yeah, he connected. Yeah, because we the he, was, he knew Milan. Yeah, and the we connector. Got together. He knows everybody. And then, He's, uh, he yeah. owns Paco's Coffee on Southern Roots. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out. So, uh, we f- I've been here a week. I go see Antique Animals play. I'm blown away. I mean, I mean, it's it is good. It is it is <laughs> beyond good. It's a fantastic band. Thank you know what you. I'm saying? Thank I I I've told you this before. I love it. It was fun. We're standing outside a Burrow Bar. Rest in peace, Burl. Rest in peace. And uh, and I go, man, yo, you're from South Florida, you're Cuban, and this guy's Dominican, this guy's Colombian. And I go, you know, we should do, we should start a salsa band. And I threw it out there. Something I've always 2011, wanted to do. 2011, though, 2011. It was, it was, oh, it was 2011. On the side of the, wow. side of the road. Side of the road. And I was like, yo, we should start a salsa band. And thinking in my head that these guys that just got off stage, who I'm like, yo, these guys are fantastic, we're going to be like, man, whatever. You know, Angel's like, yeah, we should. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, yo, he's into it. Like, you know, like, yeah. damn, you know. And it kind of percolated for a little while from there. I think uh, we finally got t- together to rehearse some stuff like in 2012, I think t- maybe 2013. Or mm-hmm. it took a little while. It took a little while. Maybe, it took yeah. a little while to get together. These guys were living uh, in Riverside. And uh, when we got together, um, and we kind of, you know, we got together for a couple of weeks on Sunday afternoons in their apartment. And, you know what I'm saying? It was like six, seven, eight of us. And we just get in there and we just jam. You know what I'm saying? I was playing bass at that time. 
before LPT. Or well, it wasn't even LPT at that time. It wasn't, yeah. It was just people jamming. Here we are. Really? Here we are. And then, uh, you know, me being me, we it, that kind of died out, right? It was like, it happened. It was fun. It kind of. We were having fun, yeah. It kind of, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it, But it kind of like, there was no direction to it. It was kind of like, all right. It kind of like ran. And then I was like, in my mind, I said, if I get us a show, we'll have to play. Right, it, it's like it's goal oriented, you know what I'm saying. Right. So JP had just opened Southern Roots at, at in Riverside, and I said, "Yo, we're gonna play on a Sunday," you know what I mean? And like he's like, "All right, let's do it." So I was like, "All right, we got a show. Like now yeah. we have to. We like, have to rehearse. We have to rehearse." And we did, and you know we got a set together, and well, what do we call ourselves? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's where LPT came from. Oh, LPT. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I know you guys don't like publicly say what it means. Can I take a stab at it, though? Yeah, go for it. Let's hear it. It's Latin people time. It is. That's it. Yeah. That's I thought it, it was <laughs> Slow Pollos Trabajo. No, 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 man. Not that, we, dog. We want you, work, right? We, we want you to, we <laughs> want you to, to create your own, you know. No, no, no. It's, it's Latin it's people. Fun. It's Latin people time. and We moved to a different beat or yeah, something yeah, like it's, that. It's just kind of like, you know. Like five four sort of situation where we well no, it was kind of no, like not a, that weird just kind of like a t <laughs> it's like hey when is rehearsal time hey oh. man we're not on LPT everybody be there at eight yeah you know what I'm saying yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah. vibe you know oh, what I'm okay. saying and that's where it kind of got started and I, love, uh, I didn't know that until uh, I think he told me about it like a couple of weeks ago I'm like really that's what it is yeah, yeah. man that's and, awesome you know we we uh <laughs> we have only recently uh, we only recently really embraced the story of it we wanted we kept it nebulous for whatever you yeah. know mystique well, or whatever it's funny it's good marketing hey yeah. you know it, it worked out and we've we heard some real nasty things like like People are freaky out there, dog. You know really? what I'm saying? Oh, for man. what LPT stands for? For what LPT yeah, yeah, stands yeah, yeah. for? Like, oh, it can be, yeah. Yo, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Some some of the nastiest things I've ever heard from people's mouths were like older Latin women. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> for and sure. I was just like, yo, that's okay. That's what it sounds. That's what it sounds like for right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so that's kind of where you know we needed a name. That's where it kind of landed, and we played our first show in 20, 2014, summer of 2014. But our first official official show was in 2015 and that's kind of like when it was like all right you know what i'm saying we were established we kind of like we had a show it was january of 2015 and uh it was colleen a good uh oh yeah good good friend of ours uh was having a benefit and we played uh, a benefit show for her at rain dogs okay you know punk rock club i mean you've been yeah. to rain dogs it's, oh yeah it's you know and uh, that kind of started our love affair. They gave us our first shot. Kind of started our love affair with Rain Dogs, and from there it it, it kind of took off, man. Yeah, we did. What did we do? A thir month Thursday. We were doing third Thursdays. Yeah. Every month for a while out there, you know, yeah. which is a, a weird night to play, and we loved it. You know what I'm that saying? This is weird. So it's like, yeah, it's they, they had everything Dude, there. Is yeah. that honestly? That's that is what we consider our. That's our spiritual like birthplace. Yeah. Because you know? we we had amazing. Amazing shows out there. It's your uh, whiskey go go for the door. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take absolutely. You know what I mean. And it's a small room and low ceilings, and it got it got hot. It got hot back there. Yeah. It got it's hot. so much fun. I've never seen a show there before. I've like oh, yeah. I've like because I, I I walked in there before. It was like I moved here like high to pandemic. I was like all right, and then yeah. So I still haven't seen a show there, mm. but That's it's very hot and awful. We we played or? our <laughs> last show before the pandemic officially started. And we did. Yeah, we did, we did a, a show there. Last minute show there on a Sunday night with yeah. Zeta. With a band from South Florida called yeah. Zeta. Yeah. Zeta. Yeah, from yeah. Venezuela. A bunch of cool cats, man. Yeah. Super nice guys. Um, I've, I've but yeah, seen them before. You know, yeah, we uh, 
we that was they gave us you know they gave us a shot they were like absolutely and it was for us you know you talk about the start of LPT LPT started not only because we wanted to play music that we grew up with and that we felt was missing you know there was and that's not to say that there weren't other acts in the area that were doing this kind of tunes there were you know what I'm saying um we felt like we had something to to we with music we wanted to hear right we wanted to feel and share with our friends and too. share with our friends exactly yeah. you know what I mean it was like yo you know what I mean so as much as LPT was a selfish endeavor about wanting to hear cool, like play cool music and, and share it, it was also, you know, it was also about building these bridges, man, and going into a rain dogs, a place that was super unexpected, yeah, and playing salsa music, you know, and the place getting packed to Riverside Cats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, totally. And it would get it would get bananas in there, dude. Yeah. It was it was it was fan. It was honestly some of my favorite memories so far, because it would just be like. You know, I remember when at one point in time we, you know, we would be so excited. We'd post a show on, on Facebook and if like 40 people shared it, we'd be like, oh, my God, fantastic. You know, and I mean, then, then all of a sudden that started getting really big to the point where nobody else fit in the room. That's awesome. And we yeah, started seeing couldn't fit in there always sold, some place sold out shows. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter how big the venue is. That's yeah, right. right. It's sold out. It looks sold good. Out. And <laughs> well, I think the, the one part that brought it home for me was when I started seeing people talking about like, yeah, I'm going to the LPT show. I know where to stand so that I can get air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that was a that. fan. That was like, that was such a fantastic thing. Like, yo, you know, people are planning in advance to come see us. But like, if you stand here, you get AC and dance, but then you know what I'm saying? Like, and it would get, it would, it was live. I man. can't remember who gave me the quote one time of, of like uh, one of our Rain Dog show. Yeah. He's like, oh, I went to the back door, opened it, and like four girls fell out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's good. Think, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it, got, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was beautiful, man. It was a beautiful time. It was great. And it was they – were, they were very kind to us and still have always been kind to yeah, us. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, still. And we outgrew the room and we moved to the next room and we outgrew that and we kept going. You know what I'm saying? And, and kind of like – you know, people kept coming, and honestly, and, and to, to Angel's point, man, we serve the music, we serve the audience, man. You know what I'm saying? And and that, I think any musician, you know what I'm saying? It's like if they don't show up, man, you know what I'm saying? Then what are you doing, man? What are we you know doing this saying? for? What are you doing it? For like, sure. You're doing it for yourself. Like you know, you can do that in your in your house. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, I think it's pretty cool, though. Uh, I'm not from Jacksonville, so I don't know what the market was like for for like salsa bands here before you guys. Yeah. But I mean, it is, it is cool to see the success of what you guys have done in, in this city because it really kind of does show Thank you. the, the openness or the, 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 the desire for people to, to, to uh, want to accept new things into their, into their societies, you know, Absolutely. like down South, the majority is Latin, right? That's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. But in Jacksonville, it's very much the opposite here. Yeah. So it's cool that, that it's, that you guys have been so accepted and the music has been so accepted and it's just, it just really shows that where Dude, people we, are we, at, you we know, sing in, we sing a hundred percent in Spanish. We don't sing in English. Exactly. And your and, crowd, your, and, your shows are sold out. And people come out, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that's a testament to people just love the groove and, you know, music doesn't have an owner, man. You know what I'm saying? If if it makes people move, it makes people move. In. Yeah, it's a dance party. Who you know doesn't like that? If you don't like yeah. salsa music, like what's? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and well, like, you, you don't like dance. Okay, whatever. You so dance we've translated our lyrics. They're all online. You know what I'm saying? People can tap into them because you know we're also trying to say something too. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, totally. And there is there's uh, 
there is a there's a if we can make you dance and, and make you think at the same time a little bit then we've succeeded you know what i'm saying totally. so we we put some thought behind what we're saying we're not out there you know i mean there is a wonderful place in the world for people that just want to go out there and dance dance party party dance dance party party that that's 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 a space that they get to fill and and i'm glad they do it lpt is saying something man and, and we're trying to say something you know what i'm saying when, with every time we get on stage we 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 honor the ability to get on stage and have a microphone in front of us, you know, and have and have something to say. And that's, I think that's just mad important. You know what I'm saying? Because you you have the ability to say something in front of people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you need to honor that. You need to be respectful of that energy and that power. You know totally. what I'm saying? And that's something that we've always been conscious of. And I'm I'm very grateful that we've that we've always been conscious of that. For sure, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I actually didn't get turned on to salsa music till much later on. My, uh, my dad was born in Cuba and came here at a very young age. Uh, so he... But a Cubano. Yeah, but I don't speak Spanish anymore. No, I'm Espanol. No, I'm Fernando Espanol. Un poquito, but it was muy malo. A little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, my dad kind of uh, very similar to your situation where kind of rebelled against a lot of that stuff growing up and got you know led zeppelin and the beatles and like got kind of got more into the rock stuff and the beatles you, <laughs> well i'm just saying like I'm you rebelling know, with the beatles well well you know it's just it was very it, it was very it was very counterintuitive to what that culture was I'm doing at that kidding. time you know it yeah. they, funny they, you say that like, my, my dad would come home with the long hair and the beads and all that stuff and his, and his parents thought, thought he was a communist you know what i mean sure, like yeah. coming so it was like sure so it was very rebellious <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, yeah, anyways, <laughs> um, I grew up listening to a lot of that stuff, and it wasn't until later on that, uh, like, when my stepmom came into the picture, she's from Venezuela, and she showed us a lot of, like, the more Latin-influenced music, and I, be I became very, because I was already kind of playing music at that time, yeah. so I was very appreciative of the different approach, you know, and salsa music in particular. I mean, like the rhythms, man, are insane. Venezuela, there's there's tremendos salseros in Venezuela. Those, they don't play around. Yeah, Colombia, Venezuela, Peru. I mean, these yeah. people, these are countries that are like, yeah, Cuba is in in, in Puerto Rico, and these are the birthplaces of some of the, of a lot of these Afro-Cuban rhythms. But there's so many, so many countries in in Central and South America that are just like, yo, they're vested. Like right now, I I I would go on a limb and say that Colombia is the heart of salsa right now. You know what I'm saying? Really? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where the heart is because they they're the biggest salseros in the world man you know what i'm yeah. saying like you you gotta if you're going if you're playing salsa you gotta go through colombia really and if you don't yeah. good, good luck dog you know what i'm saying wow i didn't know that that's wild yeah man you know? but yeah man and i started getting like, like tito puentes and all that stuff much later on sure. and but i mean man like that shit is like the like the rhythms is what got me you know like 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 the, the, like the bass lines are like not really on the one but are somehow still keeping the groove and like all this mm -hmm. it's just like it's very it's like it's it just it's a whole it was a whole different world for me yeah, and i've really no grown to really love the, the the whole genre of music you know no doubt. No doubt. um but yeah man so uh I was gonna say I had a question that I was gonna ask and I can't remember right now. I was I always wanted to know like what the the root of sauce and everything like that is that that it originated as like folk music or I guess it just evolved into like something crazy. Oh buddy, well salsa is like a form first off. Right, right. Mm -hmm. It's like a structure, and then inside of that structure you have like a palette of different rhythms that come from Cuba, Afro-Cuban rhythms, 
and from Puerto Rico to Afro-Puerto Rican rhythms. Mm-hmm. Um, so salsa is like a unifying form. There's verses, there's choruses, there's shout chorus, there's, you know, whatever, uh, the mambo sections, you, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different sections. And in, in the end, you create this, like, very formulaic, like, dance situation, you know? But um, the roots of it are those Afro-Cuban rhythms and the marriage of the African rhythms that the slaves brought over to Cuba and to Puerto Rico and then the the Spanish influence of the of the troubadour of the singer mm-hmm. with the guitar um, and then eventually the development of the Cuban tres a little guitar and the cuatro in Puerto Rico yep, yep. Uh, you get son music you get the hiwaro music which is the it, it is like folk music yeah folk. like yeah, what yeah. you think yeah. of folk music like like dudes singing songs about you know their heart being broken Hank Williams, yeah. and then exactly <laughs> that came together with the influence of the african uh rhythms interesting and then you and bring the clave came, you know yeah. the clave True. you know and then the, all that Would all that stuff makes clave? it way up to new york eventually um and in the 50s and in the 60s all this stuff's getting more in you know with jazz and everything's getting more interesting and then the the salsa thing like making these these big you know orchestrated you know section 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 things going on rather than just like a groove the whole time and like you know jam it's a song form it's a thing so that's what salsa is. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't talking about the clavinet by the way oh the cl- no, the clave the clave is yeah. a it's an instrument it's like the what the wood sticks you hit together or you see them like the porcelain oh. sticks it's a clave, but then it's a pattern. It's a rhythmic pattern. Okay. Um, that, that dictates dictates yeah. everything. It's every yeah. How the bass is played, how the how you know my role, the piano is played, how the percussion plays. What's it look like again? It's a like a wooden like two two sticks that you hit together. Yeah. Okay. So like big like. But yeah. it's more than just the sticks. It's but also, it's a rhythm. It's a rhythm. Yeah. And there's you know there's different types of. So that rhythm like. It, it just dictates it's how everything driver. works. As opposed to four on the floor when you're talking about rock and roll. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about a lot of the the the, the, the tropical music, it's clave-based, you know what I'm saying? So you got to kind of switch your thinking a little bit when it comes down to it. It's a very you interesting I mean? genre of music, just in general. Yeah. Because it's, cause it's like, it's just a hodgepodge of like everything put together. Exactly. That's what it's it sounds like and to and me. And it salsa is. is really an American art form right. when you like, Absolutely you know, true. get down to it. That kind of thing was born in New York. Absolutely. And the it jazz was piano and stuff, right? Is what I'm, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, well, that, that, yeah. yeah, the jazz piano is like, that's a, that's a before thing and there's like, there's, Maybe there's folks that think that like the Cuban pianists from like the 1900s were going to New Orleans and influencing what happened there with jazz. Yeah. So, but, I mean, just, just the whole thing that was going on in the 50s, the 40s, the 50s, the bebop, the, the fire, Dizzy Gillespie going to Cuba, like all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Very interesting. It kind of though. brought that all together, you know what I mean? And, you know, a, along to what Angel was saying, the European instruments that came into salsa music and salsa orchestras or these, these because before there was mambo, there was the rumba, there was all that kind of stuff. The ballroom stuff. The ballroom, you know, big yeah. band kind of vibe. Um, and these, you know, these were the brass instruments that were coming in from Europe. So it's a marriage of the Afro-Cuban beats and the, the African, you know, African rhythms that came through with the European instruments and, you know, that kind of vibe that got together to create this art form. You know what and I mean? that's kind of like the non-folk side of salsa, what he said about mambo music, cha-cha, right. cha-cha music, danzón, these styles that were highly, high, they were highly orchestrated. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't like what salsa is, which is, you know, kind of a mash of all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was Correct. this like ballroom dance, like very high society thing. 
you know, like the music had strings in it, like mm-hmm. and in it was, Latin America, and they were in Cuba, in Cuba, in Cuba, they were yeah, okay. and in New York. Oh, well, yeah, well, this is even before, right, right? In Cuba, yeah, with Benny More, Pere Prado, all these yeah, cats, yeah, all those there, cats, you know, what I'm you know and like Danzon was like the national music of Cuba for you know, for, it still is, it's only still say that, but all that stuff, yeah, they were marrying the European, you know, compositional aspects, the mm-hmm. the the instruments and all that stuff. So yeah, by the time New York. You know, fifties and stuff. So these, it's crazy. These cats would play this orchestrated music during the during their like gig hours, right? Right. And then at late night, you know, this thing called descargas would develop, and descargas were like basically like jams, just a jam, like an open jam. And Cachao, you know, was like one of the innovators of this, where it was like bass player. You know, he would he would like you know they'd all finish their gigs, you know, at midnight or one in the morning, and then they'd go into these like little holes in the wall. And do these jam sessions, you know what I'm saying? Sounds like a like rough just, life. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> and In but, Cuba. The, but that's that was a very important development when it comes down to this music because, you know, when it starts moving into New York and these people start kind of formalizing, there is that jam part also built into it. You know what I mean? Conversational. Conversa- it's very conversational, Would like you, especially like the call and response thing. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, like Would, those are, that's fundamental and like. Yeah. Uh, that's like a fundamental musical element too. Like you know, call and response is probably like you know, arguably one of the oldest. Like you know, when we were sitting around a fire as as cavemen, like you know, stuff like that was going on before sure. we knew what music or language even was. Yeah. You know, um, would you would you say that you guys jam too in LPT or uh, uh, doing that kind of sort we, of thing? We have we have tunes that that allow for that. Um, you know, that are open. You know, have open forms, and we. Um, we improvise on and uh, certain tunes have like little sections of you know regulated soloing yeah <laughs> or open you know it depends but yeah we, we definitely try to keep that um, in there and yeah. and yeah there's there's a few songs that are, that are wide open man what does a salsa jam to. sound like I'm just trying to wrap my head and th- my brain around it it seems like it's like so complicated I guess it's like a, like a, just a bigger jazz jam a lot of percussion yeah. Yeah. I sound yeah. stupid right now. <laughs> no, not <laughs> at all, man. I mean, no. So, I mean, not at all, Billy, because what part of this is is, you know, as much as it is a a a, you know, a conversation musically, it's also a conversation educationally when it comes down to like, you know, taking this stuff. That's why we played places like Rain Dogs and we chose to go play these, you know, spots that maybe you weren't going to necessarily go see a salsa band at because right. it was about building that cultural bridge, man, and saying yeah. like, "Oh, you know, what is a salsa jam?" Well, a salsa jam is, you know, that's when that's when it gets down. That's when it's on fire. Everybody's dancing. You know what I'm saying? The band is feeding off the audience. The audience feeding off the band. You know, there are certain times when we're just going off and we look at each other and we're like, well, we can't stop playing because the, the crowd is jamming. So yeah, yeah they're going to kill us. They're going to kill us if we stop the yeah. song. So let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep it going. You know, yeah. so, you know, there's a lot of communication on stage and a lot of like, you know. And what he said about the dancers, I mean, that like just people move into it, not necessarily like knowing your salsa steps or whatever but just moving people there moving engaged and feeling it that makes that stuff because without it like you know we've had to play some things where everybody's sitting down brutal and it's i mean it's, it's well, fun you do it brutal. <laughs> but it's but that. it's you know yeah well you know i actually love those kind of gigs those of course because he's like 90 years old it's it's been it's been interesting and you know we we've been asked to do that you know we We've been lucky to be have a good control over the kind of shows we play. We say no a lot. You know, we have the we have the privilege of saying no a lot to things. But, you know, 
you could write the best song in the world in uh, in in our in our genre, if you were, or our our lane. And if it doesn't make people dance, you fail. So I'm curious because there's people that there's like salsa can be very complicated in just in a lot of different ways. But I mean, there's like from my perspective, for instance, like I'm probably not going to be dancing at a salsa show, but I'm going to be grooving. listening very intently. Oh, yeah, and, and, and yeah, like and you're grooving. I'll be I'll be I'll be moving a little bit for sure. Yeah, but like yeah. I, what what I'm what I'm more interested in than dancing is listening to how the music is like how the instruments are interacting together. Sure. And that might manifest itself in a visual view of me just looking very serious and not enjoying myself. <laughs> when in fact, I'm actually enjoying the you hell out of zoomed, it. Yeah, you zoned in. I'm just curious. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just no curious way. about like like why the first, like, like why you wouldn't enjoy that. At, like wh- If people are getting off on it in that way, sure. why wouldn't that be equally it's as o- enjoyable it, for you to It's to, okay. To know? It's good. It, but, but like when when there's all these people like moving and getting hot and sweaty in front of you it's that's a different thing that's a different thing yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and ultimately yeah that's, we'll, that's, play, we'll play yeah, we'll play theaters it's okay yeah but you but know you want people to dance I mean we're that's it makes know, it really fun when you know when you, we've, we are we are very much a, see that. A, a band that feeds off of the crowd energy you know I can I mean? see that yeah you know what I mean it's, it's, it's a theater. big machine it's a big machine yeah when you said theater that put a different thing yeah. in my head yeah, yeah. Okay, we play things like that and everybody's sitting down and it's like Okay, sure. you know, we'll play, and it's cool. And, and we can still put on a hell of a show. We'll put on the and, show. Know, it's, it's a performance at that point, and you're right. There's people out there that, look, man, there's 10 different people on stage. There's a lot going on at all times. Yeah. So that I get it. There could be, you know, and I probably would be one of them where I'd be listening to, like, yo, I'm going to put my ear here now. I'm going to put my ear over there exactly. now. I'm going to put my ear back over there. Exactly. And there's so much to gain out of it. You know what I'm saying? But ultimately, man, you know, this music was created to, to make people feel good, make people dance, make, you know, and, and again, to go back to the saying, if we can make it think at the same time a little bit, then we've succeeded. You know For sure. Saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's where it comes down. To, or, and even invite you into the music, man. You know what I'm saying? We get so many folks that are just like, well, I don't know anything about salsa music. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just come hang out. You don't have to dance. Yeah. We invite you into the music, man, because it feels good. Because, you know what I'm saying? You want to groove. You want to. Yeah vibe out you know what i'm saying like you're preaching the choir here but yeah i mean dancing is just applauding with (laughs) your entire body that's what it is i like that i get it i get it it's very it's very representative of the culture as a whole because that's how latin culture is in general where it's like it doesn't matter like i mean for the most part there's definitely exceptions to that rule at least i can speak from the older generation in my family but like what but for the most part it's very much like oh who are you where are you from doesn't even matter just come in have food listen to the music get in the conversation every every culture i I, i'll say that every culture is like that they all have i mean honestly man they're more similar than they are different every culture is gonna have that vibe of like i want to feed you I want to make you feel good. I want to give you a cup of coffee, and I want to make you. Di- and if you're f- vibing with me, then fantastic. For sure, you know what I'm saying that's it's it's that's a universal thing. You For know what sure. I'm saying, and it doesn't matter where you're at. There's always going to be somebody that wants to feed you something, or feed not maybe not not you know physically, but also feed your soul. Yeah, definitely. You know I mean? Like definitely. every culture is like that. That's every very one. true. That's you know very I mean? true. And I, and I think that that's that's what that's kind of what you know what we can credit to what we've done up to this point, which is like, man, we just. We want to invite people in, man. Come on in. This, this, there's no wall here. This doesn't belong to us. This doesn't belong to anybody. This is, you know, this is universal. Come, come, jam. Come I feel love, good. I love that philosophy. That's awesome. Yeah, man. for sure. Seriously, that's a really, really great way to think about your music. For yeah, sure. Thanks, man. What's your uh, philosophy? 
Uh, well, I'm really don't curious dance. as to how. <laughs> no, listen I mean, to me and don't dance. No, I, I mean, I, I believe that everyone's got their own way of enjoying music. You know yeah, what I mean? Oh yeah. So like, like, like my, like my girlfriend loves to dance, and she was like a break dancer down in Miami, did the nice. whole thing, and uh, so she, that's like a part of who she is. So that definitely creates a, a weird dynamic for us sometimes because I don't dance. Are you just bad right? at dancing? No, I mean I've never really because I'm given awful it a, at it, but I'll do it. I've all never day. given it an honest try to be honest with you, but like. But it, it, it's not how I enjoy listening to music. I really do enjoy yeah, trying yeah. to figure out, like, okay, what's happening here? Sure. Yeah. Like, what's the baseline? Like you said, picking out where you want to listen to at these yeah. given times. That, and, then, and then watching the show. I feel like if I'm dancing, I'm taking away from my ability yeah, to listen yeah, to the yeah. music. You Absolutely. Know? And that's and, just my thing, though, you know? And, I, you know, I'll go, to, I'll go to things, you know, go to concerts and, and you know, stray away from like that kind of stuff and because i do want to i want to watch the stage man. i love you know i obviously i love being on the stage and i love seeing what other people do and listening to the music and and thinking about it so i get that for sure and and are the people dancing you know going nuts listening to everything that's going on probably not um but we're making them move sure and that's kind of cool that's amazing, and that but that's but that's like what Billy's trying to get at is that he's he's making it feel he's making it seem like I have like there's one way to appreciate music that's just to listen. And that's no, not I'm what say, I'm saying. You sound, you sound like you're better than everybody else. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just have I have my way of enjoying it, and other people have their way of enjoying it. That's the way that the it should be. The lesser way of enjoying, it, which is dangerous. No. Yeah. That's, what you're trying to, that's what you're trying to. Say. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, no, but I, I am. What I am curious about is let's talk about what it's like to run a ten-piece band. Yeah, all right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, ten pieces. So many. That's ten of us. We we have we have uh, we have a crew that is you know some of the most awesome friends, awesome people that have stuck with this and awesome professionals and professionals and uh, they are they are so special. Uh, to me and to Josue, obviously, and uh, it's 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 just it's tough, man. You know, a- everything is uh, you know making rehearsals happen, making shows happen. It's like like what yeah. is it you say? The lightning in the catching lightning in the bottle, man. You know, yeah. every, you t- know every time you <laughs> every you, time we can get everybody in the same room, it's like you, wow. You you, know? Yeah, it's it is. But it, it really works. Is. It, but it works out, and um, you know we've been able to keep this al- alive also by having a, a, a decent uh, bench. You know, because if if we couldn't do a show because this guy couldn't do it or this guy couldn't do it, we could yeah, we, almost we, yeah. never do shows. That's what I was giving you. So we have yeah. we yeah. have we have some awesome cats um, that are you know on the bench ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes you do it as like a nine piece or an eight piece. Never. If you have to. We don't, never. It's we always don't. a ten piece. Yeah. We okay. Part of the big thing of this is you know, and what has happened because of you know economies and monies. Um, and even this happens in Latin countries now too. That that the, the places don't want to pay what a ten-piece band is worth, you know. So in order to pay the bills, uh, you strip it down. You you have one percussionist. You have one horn. You know you, and oh, yeah. we want to try as hard as we can to always have our you know because the songs are arranged for those four horns. If I don't have those four voices there, things will sound weird. Yeah, they charted you know. out for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just want to try to keep that as true as as possible forever, and as long as people will will uh, will want to play for what we pay them, <laughs> <laughs> then we'll keep. You know, going. it's you know, Angel brought up a good point when it with regards to like how a lot of trends are like to to go ahead and strip it down to the most bare bones, right? 
and we've almost been rebellious in that nature. You know, we've been like, listen, this the music is no. We have. I mean, people ask us, yeah. oh, we can't pay you this, but how about you guys bring six people? And we 10? say no. Yeah. You know, we've I, I, no. That's we important. we say no a lot. Yeah, LPT says no a lot, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and yeah, we're not. You know what I'm saying? Playing as often or, or whatever, but at the same time. When we show up and we give you what we got, you know what I'm saying? You're going to know why. Yeah, right? totally. And, you know, running a 10-piece band, you know, to answer your question, takes takes a lot of uh, – uh, patience is not the right word because we're dealing with pros. Every single person in this band is a pro, man. They're professionals. They understand what's being asked and they deliver every single time. You yes. know what I'm saying? It takes coordination. Coordination. Yes. Tenacity. Tenacity and coordination, right? Because Wanting to do it really bad. You want to do yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, part of my role is to, you know, is to, is to get this team to the goal line, right? You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, and I, and I work very hard. I've, I've said it a million times, and I'll say it a million times going, I'm the biggest fan of LPT. I'm LPT's biggest fan. And I get to sing for this band that I'm the biggest fan of, you know what I'm saying? So my efforts as, as you know, are to, to you know, they're all based on the fact that, like, man, people need to listen to what this band is doing, right? Like, man, you got to listen to what this cat's doing or what Angel's doing or what Juan's doing or Stan or, you know, Mylon, JP, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You got to listen to it. They're doing amazing things. I want you to listen to it. So, I mean, I'm invigorated by getting this out there. Yeah. And it takes it just takes coordination, man. You know what I'm saying? A 10-piece band just takes... It just takes an extra Google level calendars. Of, of a lot of calendar, yeah, yeah. Google a lot of a lot of you know. A Remember lot that of, weird app we tried for like a month? We did. We tried Ooh. some. What was that band? Something donkey mule. Band mule. Band mule. <laughs> band mule. Oh, I've heard of that one. We tried, uh, man. We yeah, tried. We, we tried it. No, no disrespect to no band mule. Cool. Whatever they, you know. they, they do, what they do, but we're it didn't work for us. Sponsor the podcast. So. Hey, if they uh, want hey, to sponsor, they're, us. they're awesome. <laughs> no, I was joking. If we're looking for, if you're looking for someone to sponsor, yeah. No, so you know, so Google calendars and and a lot of communication, and you know what I'm saying. And it's something that continues out, continues to grow the process, right? Because it is ten, but at the ult, at the at the base level, everybody that's in LPT right now, you know, the the A team and even the bench and everybody, you know what I'm saying? They they all have a love for what they're doing, you know what I'm saying? They all have a passion for it, you know what I'm saying? These guys can go anywhere and make a lot more money. Yeah, and they fit this into their lives because they feels good to them and it's a it's you know it's a it's a it's a fantastic feeling when incredibly we're, humbling when we're final those, those those guys yeah yeah i mean and these and these they want to work with us these are people that want to be on stage and every time we get on stage we're having the most fun you know what i'm saying and like you know you're listening and i'm you know my jaw's dropping to the ground when somebody's just ripping and i'm just like oh my god i can't believe this is happening you know what i mean and yeah so that that is that is a lot of the driver, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I get that question a lot. Is like, you know, people look at me like I'm crazy whenever I tell them that we're in a ten-piece band. You know what I'm saying? And I get that question a lot. Sure. And it's like, and my answer is always, man, these people are professionals. They, 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 they're there because they want to be there. You know what I'm saying? All of us, all of us are there because we want to be there. You know. So, um, so I'm curious. Do you guys have like a like designated roles? Like, like, are you are you the band leader essentially, or Angel? Are you the band leader? I'm not talking, I'm not talking about so much like musical director versus right. somebody who's like kind of leading the band. On, so, on and, every and other like aspect. you know, as far as like administratively and and you know, kind of like the day to day operations, I'm 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 taking that, that on. You know what I'm saying? So there's got to be an aspect of 
uh, because you know, as mu- musicians, sure. uh, we there there we are a strange breed in the sense where it's like if we're enjoying the music and we're enjoying the situation, we'll like you're saying, we'll we'll, we'll take the hit on the pay just to mm. do that thing, right? We have a, we have a number we don't go below. That's that's true, but you all, but you also have uh, a lot of guys like like you said could be making money elsewhere, right? Right? But right, are still sure, doing it because, they, because they love it. Yeah. So, but beyond the music, there's got to be something else that keeps them there, and it's usually the vision that you've been able to sell them on, right? Yeah. To some extent. Yeah. Sure. To some extent, uh, we're all, and that that's the other really cool thing about our man that it's just a, we're like a family. Um, you know, some of us has ten ten, ten plus years, you know, friendship. Um, and, uh, it's, I mean, we've, we've been on the road with these guys. We haven't yeah. killed each other yet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, um, 10 guys in the van, you know what I'm saying? And, Four. and yeah, we, I can't I mean, imagine. Yeah. They, they, uh, they, they see the, you know, they see what it does with the audience. I think more than anything. Okay. Like the, the connection that we have, the, the awesome time that it is on stage. Right. You know, you get stuck a lot of times playing, you know, uh, not with our band necessarily, but you know, and bar gigs and stuff like that where it's no one even cares you're there you know totally i know yeah. the feeling um yeah i mean yeah, and i i mean i, I do those gigs it. too uh, yeah, still to this day but it, but yeah. lpt like really just you know validates what we're doing and it's just so fun and you know these are all my best friends and yeah. it's uh that's that's you know all that keeps it going the, the vision we we don't even have to sell a vision. It's just like, it, yeah. you know. It, it's, it, it, it kind of develops and lays out before us. And we, you know, I think our, our you know, not, not, maybe not challenge, but our, that's the word I'm looking for. I guess our, our switch is to step into that, right? Is to accept that, you know, what's, what's going, what's laid out before us. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the next step, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, this they a lot of this and a lot of it. Uh, I mean, all the all of us, we all see what we what the capability is. I mean, I think one of the when I think of LPT, um, I think the only thing that would cause me pain is not having it be able to live up to its potential. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, like that's the one thing that I that I would think like, oh my god, it would break my heart. You know. And so that serves as a driver. And I think that everybody in the band shares that understanding that it's like, you know, like, like what we can accomplish, you know what I mean? Whether it takes one day or 10 years or whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying? Like to be able to accomplish that together. And man, I got to tell you when it's firing on stage and, and everybody's locked in, it's, it's, it's pretty damn special. Yeah, it sounds like so much fun to be in a band with ten people. If it like everything comes together and actually works, if it works, that's it awesome. works. Yeah. When it doesn't work, it's scary. When right. it doesn't yeah. work, it is. Oof. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And there's been moments where, yeah, I mean, we've we're all human and we're all musicians. We're all learning, and some and when it falls apart, man, it, it it's a big train wreck. It, it, it can yeah. being in a band army. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But you, yeah. you guys travel in one van together. Uh yeah 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 we've done that yeah we've done people that. and all your equipment and everything too? Uh, with trailer. the trailer with the trailer oh, okay okay with yeah. the trailer yeah, yeah that's that's just like that sounds like Dude. going on church <laughs> like church well, trips when you're it is like it is <laughs> yo we were on tour two to a bitch yeah to the southeast <laughs> and literally or when we're when we're on the road man it's like I honestly I can think of there's never been a time when somebody's been more than five minutes late to the to van call really you know what I mean 
That's and amazing. That's a testament. I can't, I can't make that happen with four people. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. And it's it's a testament to 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 just how special these cats are and how how dedicated and professional they are to what they do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? T- totally. Totally, man. That's, that's really what it comes down to. So yeah, ten piece band is it takes it takes coordination, man. Just just take a deep breath and and you know. And I'm surprised at the speed of some of these things happen, you know, because sometimes things happen quite quickly and, you know, sometimes they don't. But <laughs> yeah, it still it still moves at a good clip. And I, I'm, you know, band morale is 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 important, you know, when you're 10 piece and keeping folks engaged. And, you know, that's kind of where I was getting at with that one yeah. question where it was like, you know, there's got to be something else besides just having fun on stage that kind of keeps the thing rolling because 10 people have to believe that this is going somewhere. Sure. You know, and, and it helps. We'll get to this stuff in a little bit, but it helps you guys are constantly working on stuff, writing new music and putting out music, music. which I'm curious, what's your your writing process like? And what's it like working in the studio uh, with, you know, what's the studio process like? We've tried different approaches to the studio. We've been blessed to be able to try different approaches. You know what I'm saying? So our first album was like, live recorded live to tape you old school I mean? style old school style like get in there we take three takes we all get into the control room pick the best one and move on to the next one that is wild so you got to come in ready to go yeah. and it's on tape you know what i'm saying and that's how we did sin parar and that's how we did sin parar and we went and really rehearsed yeah. you know like the band was you know killing it we yeah recorded all the all the music in two days and a lot of the third day was all vocals. All vocals. Stuff. In one day. It was brutal. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. Brutal. No kidding, man. Brutal. Shit, man. But we did it. So three days, you get a whole album. And, you know, so that afforded us the opportunity to try something new with this new album that we recorded, which was, you know, a lot of pre-production. You know, the writing process. You talk, everybody's invited to come and bring ideas, you know what I'm saying? And we all do, you know what I'm saying? For this last album, you know, for... You know, out of the nine songs, I think Angel and I, we holed up in a place up in the coast of, of Georgia for a week and just locked ourselves away and, you know, put six songs together. You know so you saying? guys are predominant writers in the band then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've we've written a lot of songs, a lot of the material together. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I'll, I'll bring a, a lot of times it's like I, I'll, you know, Angel has a fully fleshed song and, and Angel is the primary composer. And, you know charts and i mean arranger and you know what i'm saying like you talk about this this man is is these these this, that was where it's, this is where it starts and stops I, i'll bring him a skeleton of a song a lot of times you know and from my songwriting capabilities and i'll be like yo man here's 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 a here's a nice strong skeleton let's flesh this out you know what i'm saying um i got some good lyrics i got something you know what i'm saying here's some vocal patterns that kind of situation you know and, and angel's been you know, always gracious to be like, all right, man, here's here. What do you, what do you think this is going vocally? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and then we work together. No, try this or do that. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like Steve Strolley, who plays trumpet, has written a song. He wrote he's a song on the songs, last yeah. album. He wrote a song for this album and he's always got material. And I mean, I'm talking about fully fleshed material that he's bringing to the table. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He had lyrics to it. You know what I'm saying? I'll right. add some lyrics to it. You know what I'm saying? Too. But he's bringing material. Um, Brian Patterson, who plays trombone. You know, he bring he, we we uh, we found. I don't know. So how did that work? You found this the song or? So on my my scoring computer for for all the notation stuff, Bryant, the trombone player, who's also he's contributed a lot in the in the past with like we were doing more covers. He did some arrangements and some. Um, so he borrows my laptop 
with the the software on there. And one day he was like, hey, man, can I borrow your, your laptop? I got some ideas I want to put down for a song for LPT. I was like, yeah, man. And he put, it, put this stuff in the computer. And I checked it. I was like, man, it's cool. All right. And I think it was, like, right before we went to record Sin Parada or something. Right, yeah. And I'm like, cool, man. And then, like, a whole year goes by. I'm like, oh, shit. Brian's song. And it, it, it was, like, little horn fragments, a little of, of the, these, these parts, all, all ready to go, but just these little parts. So Josue and I, like, yeah. assembled a song out of it, you know, cool. turned it into, like, intro versus chorus, you know. To, nice. And, uh, you're saying you were uh, holing up in a, a... We rented a house on the coast of Georgia for yeah, a week. Yeah, out in, like, yeah. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Where at? Oh, God, oh, I don't even know what the name of the that town. town was. The Fish Dock. It was near the Fish it was Dock. Near the Fish Dock in the center. That was cent- the only thing that we did. <laughs> yeah, we would leave <laughs> the house to go to this Fish Dock to have some yeah. drinks and food. Okay. Yeah. And, like, we were <laughs> that literally... That happened twice or three times. Yeah, yeah. we were there for... A, we just holed up for a week. Yeah, we did, there. like, 10, 12 hours a day of... Oh, we were just working. But, I mean, it was it was, it was, it was, it really was fantastic. I That's mean, it amazing. Was, I mean, think about being able to... Being in a zero-distraction environment. Yeah. Where all you have is the ability to, like, write. Yeah. That's, that's well, besides write, like, yeah. writing, yeah, I think that's, like, the best place for it. But that's what we do when we go record down in uh, South Florida. Where is it? Pompano, right? Uh, yeah, Pompano. It's not South Florida. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is South Florida, yeah. Pompano, yeah. It's uh, dog, Dogmatic Recording Studios down in nice. Pompano. So we do the same yeah. thing where we're, like, we're, like, no distractions. This is what we're it's, doing. Yeah. I mean, We've it's, been afforded that with yeah. uh, with NFS, uh, yeah, where absolutely. we record as well. It's amazing, amazing studio. The studio itself is amazing, but it's on an awesome property, like, outside of St. Augustine out in the kind of farmland Elkton Florida Elkton Elkton yeah. Florida yep. so it's and it's it's amazing it's man it's a world class studio yeah and yeah. and you can we can stay there we you know eat there we just yep. live there there's a pool yeah. We're definitely it's looking a nice at. Reward. I'm definitely looking at them for our next one. Just to I keep would it recommend local, it, I think. Dude, yeah. I mean Leroy's Leroy is an amazing Leroy's the man, dude. You know what I'm he saying? Knows. He's a great resource. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And he's he just he knows what he's doing. And they yeah. have a pool, you said? Oh, they have and a, a hot tub. And a hot oh, tub. Man, man. Yeah. <laughs> and an outdoor kitchen. That, was, like, the, that was my motivation for the first album. Let's go to the pool. It's like, yeah. I'm going to do my take as good as I can because I'm. Now, that seems like a distraction, bro. Well, no. It's a motivator. <laughs> it's a yeah, motivator. It can be. It can be. You got to be careful. You can't yeah. all 10 record at the same time. We're going to have a pool party, and then you go in there. Yeah, we were. We did that. We did that. We did that. There's photos of us, like, half of, half of the guys are in swim trunks. Some of them, most of them don't have shirts on. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We're recording the takes. It was really fun. It's fantastic. That sounds very relaxing. I w- we should do that. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a great environment, and, you know, the studio process, like I said, uh, the, what we did when the first time, what we tried the second time was we did a lot of pre-production, a lot of preparation, you know what I mean, so that we can maximize the time in the studio. When you have ten pieces, you can't go around in the studio and mess around, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like you gotta, yeah. and and I, I mean just these guys were beautiful, man. They showed up. Oh, they showed up so they prepared. Showed up and showed out, man. I mean, they came in. Everybody was ready. Everybody was like, was like rehearsed, and everybody nailed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic to see it happen. You know the way it worked. You know what I'm saying? The way we would be able to track this album. And, yeah. So and we did it in a tracking process. Yeah. That way we could. Since we had a little more time this time than last time, uh, capture really, really awesome captures of the sound of the instruments, which is uh, the engineer down there, NFS Leroy. He's just he's he's got this ear that is incredible, man. And, um, you know, makes makes uh, makes it all sound alive. I don't know. But so we he could spend his time a lot more on, you know, capturing the congas on their own, you know. Yeah the base on he had own. a spreadsheet of mics and preamps like that was like you know two pages long and he he mapped it out like before we got there he's like this is what i want to use this is the mic i want to use this is the preamp i want to use yeah you so gotta send him stuff it. ahead of time so he had an idea 
of what he was working correct. with. Correct, mm-hmm. okay. correct, correct. Yeah, it was and a lot he of, recorded the, the last album so too. He, yeah, he knew a lot oh, about it. And we did okay. a live stream back there and during COVID. He knew so a lot about he us. Knows gotcha. band, he yeah. knows our band. He knows the sound. And, you know, and his goal, which I, I championed, was he's like, I want to make you guys sound as close as to what you sound like at your best live show. You know, it's this, like, and, and I was just like, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, if you can't reproduce it on stage, that's that's a different product. You know what I'm saying? And for us specifically, it's like we have so much going on that we, I mean, working with Leroy was fantastic because he had in his mind placement. Yeah, the space you know of the room and like you where know. everyone mixes, mix right. wise is going to end up. Yeah, it's awesome. The sounds open, yeah. Not only left to right, but also depth. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we were learning a lot from him as far as just like how he put this together. And I mean, crushing it crushing it crushing it crushing it man so you know that's the you, you want to talk about lpt's recording process preparation yeah mm-hmm. it's all preparation super important super sure. going go in and execute the studio is not to write the studio is to execute yeah now if you're getting paid to be in a month you know a whole month in the studio that's different. It's a different story yeah. man. you know what i'm saying <laughs> when the budget is is what it is yeah. 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 you gotta maximize totally man <laughs> have you ever tasted heaven in a glass Do you pine for the hoppiest brews and palest ales? Do you like food? If so, then Wicked Barley is the oasis that your mouth has been wishing for, walking into the complete barren wasteland that is your life. Wicked Barley is located in Jacksonville, Florida, nestled on the banks of Good Beast Creek. Wicked Barley aims to provide its guests with a wicked experience, offering over 18 house-brewed beers, ciders, and meats on tap. They also have an expansive gastropub-style food menu, including burgers, salads, sandwiches, and more. Whether you are a newcomer or a craft beer connoisseur, there's a little something for everyone at Wicked Barley. Visit them at 4100 Bay Meadows Drive and tell them Bottom of the Bill sent you. It's something that, that, that always happens to me when we're in the studio is that we kind of have a, a different approach where I kind of want the album to be a different uh, product than the live experience. You sure, know? yeah, yeah. Because for and us, that's absolutely a valid, super awesome approach too. Yeah, yeah. Because because like we're we're a four piece live, yeah. but it's like you know all the it, colors and stuff that you can play with. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we start doing stuff like that. It's okay. Well, we have basically like what we can do live is done, but. Now I'm hearing this idea here, and I'm hearing this mm. thing going on here. Let's try this, try that. Right, right. And, and it gets to the point, you know, I, I look at the studio as like this playground of just yeah. endless ideas. And what, what was fun was, was we did do a little more playing around. Like, there's going to be some strings on a song, and there's like some doubled horns I did on some things that we're going to like play with some panning. There's going to be a couple little things that we used, you know, the extra the studio time to, to play around with. But this stuff is so like through composed, right? You know that it's like it it, it has to be like executed as it is. Um, and you and have then, ten pieces too, so it's like yeah. what else do you really? Like, what else are you gonna really add other There's than some lot, production yeah. ideas? You know, right, right, right. Some little tricks and fun stuff, which which we did a little little bit of that in this one, um, as opposed to the last album. But yeah, that our our process has to be that way of just like you know come in, um, and then like the solos, which through this pre production way. Uh, we, you know, we were able to, like, the guys could just come in and just do their solo section. Right. Not have to be like, all right, the take that happens when we record the song is the that's take, it. that's it, you know? Yeah. No, totally, man. So it, uh, yeah, it, I, it allowed us to be more musical within our, you know, the machine that we have operating, so. Sure, sure. Yeah. 
Well, like going in there. So you were saying that the first album that you did uh, was all uh, the band playing at once, but uh, yeah. So is it kind of the same as? I want to know when does the percussion come in? Is that is that the very last, or does it, does it go in with the drums at the beginning? The when, when do we record or do you the even percussion? Record the drums first. I don't know. I was just wondering. The percussion. Well, when when we did this, when we did the album. <laughs> oh, gracias. When we did the uh, the first album, everybody was at once. The only thing that wasn't, he was singing scratch tracks, which is horrible, <laughs> like for his voice. Yeah, no, of course, you yeah. know, he's saying all these songs, all the, you know, fifteen uh, times. But um, the uh, yeah, everybody went at once. Um, this past time, we were actually going to try to do the percussion first, um, but because of schedules and ten piece band and life. We actually did the horns first. You did the horns before anything. The horns yeah. went, and I, and I had I had I made these. Uh, I never would have guessed that. So. These these pre you know these uh, scratch tracks. Yeah, and I I mean I that no scratch tracks sense. is not it's not scratch tracks. This man right here, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, we leave the the that house in in Georgia where we wrote these these songs. This guy then goes into into his his home studio, and he charts out all of the music on charts you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, so yeah. this this is all charted out so we hand books to the boys you know what i'm saying like yo this is the album right here in a book this is this is all charts after that this dude right here goes back into his studio and does midi pre-production of everything dude wow. with vocal cues tracks onto like what's coming i recommend up. that man you go in there and you say course is coming up yeah, three, two, yeah, talk one. back. That is a great idea. A talk back, and when you know what I'm saying, and you get to people, and you get to something to practice to. Yeah, the guys had the, had those things six weeks before the session. Yeah, those tracks that had the talk back, and everything like uh, they had different mixes, so they had like without the horn, so you can practice if you're a horn player, practice. You know, so you're talking about when you recorded the first album, right? The, no, the first album, no. This no, no, this is our album. second no, album. The second album. Yeah, the okay, first okay, album okay. was just like. First album was like, yo, get in there. It's not we, yeah, yeah. we whipped like, them in the shape right before, and yeah. then we're like, hey, all right, go. here we go. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. And and it was beautiful. These, they showed up. Yeah. Yeah. We all showed up. It was fantastic. But this one, I wanted, wanted to try this approach because I really wanted to focus on the individual sound of each instrument. When you record everybody at once, the yeah. engineers spread a little thin. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. With all that stuff that we have going on, yeah, this bleed, there's all that kind of stuff. You know, so now, now this way we could really isolate, really make it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it took it took making those scratch tracks to, yeah, to be able to have everybody in there. I I mean, this guy went above and beyond. I mean, like it was fantastic, and thank you. It's all laid out in front of you, man. And we got into the studio, and that's and that's why we were able to do the horns. First, first, which is, yeah. I mean, you tell any, talk to any salsa band, they'll, they'll look at you sideways. You can tell them, we recorded the horns first. You did what? It almost yeah, sounds I mean, like you were building like Ikea furniture for, right, right. <laughs> for <laughs> an album, with, which is cool. Though, I mean, like, I feel like you talk to any band and say you record yeah. the horns first, they'd be like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah and, like, they, and they came in and showed up so hard, man. Oh bro, my God. they recorded a whole album in four and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Of course, yeah. That makes, yeah, you got everything parted out. They were geez. They were, just, they were amazing. They, yeah, were, they, were they, they showed up, man. They showed up, too. You know what I mean? It was, you know. And I honestly, the part I love most about this, this second album that we just recorded is the the, the difference, right? I love the fact that we tried something the first album and it worked for us and it was fantastic and we tried something new and who knows what we'll do for the third one and right. the fourth, you know, and, and kind of vibe. I really enjoyed that because it doesn't become monotonous to us. You exactly. know what I'm saying? It's not like, well, like here's, you know, you guys, man, you guys know how it is in this business. It's, you know, record, release, tour, record, release, tour, record, release, tour. It can get cyclical, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And 
You know what I mean? You don't want to sacrifice the art for for the cycle. You know what I'm saying? Just right. so that you can be on a on a treadmill. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, man. It's no fun no more. You know where? It's, yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's okay if it's a job. You just gotta love your job. Yeah, hundred you know percent. I mean? So I guess my final question then was like, which one is you like doing more? The recording all live, <laughs> dude. The 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 separated tracks. It was definitely a lot more work uh, for the yeah. second round. A lot more work. Um, yeah. Pre-production, though, Pre-produ- right? Yeah. It I sounds mean, like you've... Uh, how long did it take you to do the second album? In the studio? Uh, like, just in yeah. the studio. Just in the studio, we had... It took... Ten days. Ten days. Okay, so then... But the, the other one was one Three day. days. Three days. days. Three days total. Two days of the instruments, yes. yeah. Three days. So not much longer. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. it's not, because everybody came in ready. Um, Which one did I appreciate most? I love both, man. I think that yeah. the, 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 the going live offered one experience... Yeah. And then the 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 f- the freedom of man, I was so scared. The first <laughs> note of that first album, like oh my god, oh, I the tape not. the tape is rolling. I was I was recording the piano in the giant the giant room, mm. and like you know we're about to start the first freaking note, and like just, we're on expensive ass tape, like we can't <laughs> fuck this up too yeah. much, you know. Bro, I would not be like I would I would crumble under that pressure. It There's was, no fucking way. Really he would. <laughs> You'd whip on that for sure. Yeah. It was. It was. It was intense. But it got it got it felt good immediately. Yeah. yeah, it was intense, you know. And I think that this the the process of the second album was really. I find it fulfilling because of the quality of yeah the, the outcome of, man the, the yeah. outcome, the product right. So there's there's that fulfilling quality of like oh my god this this is like literally sonically I mean again I got to give a shout out to Leroy man because like. Uh, Engineer when, NFS. Uh, when we heard when was we it? heard the board mixes, <laughs> the only thing that had reverb on it was a little bit of reverb on the vocals. That's it. Everything else was like as recorded, properly placed room mics. Yeah, and 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 instrument mics. That's awesome. That's you know amazing. Because I mean? the and here's the thing that a lot of people you know a lot of we run into a lot of problems with a lot of sound engineers when we're playing new venues. LPT is mostly an acoustic band. We are horns. We're percussion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only yeah, thing that true. you plug in in our band is the keyboard and the bass. Bass, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We are, we are, we, you know, our board is, and our, 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 uh, you know, production writer is, we have an 18, 18 channel, you know what I'm saying? Uh, board input list. Yeah, list, input list. Jesus. And two of those are, are, are basically just, you know, things that you plug in. Everything else has to be mic'd. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's pretty wild, yeah. man. Wait, so you're saying you got eight, that. 18 mics on stage? Yeah. That's got to be more than that, right? No, it's about 18 mics 18 at all mics. at any given time. Yeah, 16. It's 16. 16. Yeah. 16. How sense. much is this usually on a drum set? Because that seems low if you got that you many got, percussionists. You guys on the drummer, though. That. You have percussionists. Yeah, we, we have percussionists. Drummer, yeah. We have yeah. three percussionists. The timbales usually carry one. One maybe two. two. Two would be nice. Yeah, two would be great. The, the congas have two. Bongos, bongos have one. one. That's just a percussion, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I was just wondering, like, how much does a, a drummer usually have? Oh. You know what I mean? So, so I'm like, okay, yeah, so. Yeah, depending on how many times they have. It doesn't, like, cancel out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. You guys put all this work into the pre-production on this album, and you do, you know, you, you put the time in the studio, and it's, and how do you guys bring this to market now how do you how do you release this so it doesn't just go disappear in the ether you know fair fair question, question. dude yeah man yeah We're figuring tell, me. <laughs> yeah, tell me yeah tell me how does it work uh you know we've uh we learned a lot from our first album you know we were lucky uh our, with our first album and 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 i think that we had a lot of success with the first album and that was kind of just running by the seat of our pants 
you know, so strategizing, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you have to be strategic about what you do. You know, you guys know that you've released music. You know that you have to be smart about how you release the music, you know, how to, you know, how to build the anticipation, um, you know. And also, you know, we were we were lucky with the release of our first album in the sense that a lot of international radio stations and DJs came to us organically, and, which is oh, crazy. Exactly. That's amazing. They, they yeah. came to us yeah. and, you know, we've done interviews, radio station interviews in Mexico and Argentina, Peru, you know what I'm saying? Like Colombia, in Colombia, Spain, stuff like that, where then what we do with the second album is we try to be as smart as possible about those connections and be like, Hey guys, you know, we have an album coming out and then you just coordinate it all. And you just, you know, kind of narrow down, like, when are you going to release this? Who's going to hear it first? How are you going to hear it? How do you get it to not be lost in the ether, man? Number one, the music's got to be good. Yeah. And the audience and the, the people will be the ultimate test of that. You know, I mean, we can spend hours and days and years writing music, and if people don't dig it, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Pick That's it, true. Pick yourself up and try again. That's because, like, honestly, that, that when before we start, before we even start recording this album, I was talking to PR firms and people just to kind of get an idea of what the costs were and what yeah. they actually do for you and that kind of thing. And uh, I spoke to one PR firm. And they were like, you know, immediately they were like, if you're looking for us to give you a number on your ROI, if you if you want us to tell you that people that we can get you the playlisted on this and that, then we're gonna hang up the phone right now yeah. because I can't guarantee anything. If people exactly. don't like your music, they don't like your music, that's and that's just what it exactly. is. So it's like so it, so you guys were not only I mean you were lucky in the sense that people reached out to you, but you were also just like you're you're that good where people heard your music Thank and they were like we need Thank to you. we need to put these guys out there you Thank know because yeah. PR people don't people from from media don't typically reach out to you you typically have to hire a PR from to yeah, reach out to yeah, them on behalf yeah. of you you know we you had know? we worked with for for Simpara, we worked with uh with uh, a great press company PR okay, company so out of out of out of Austin called Press Junkie. Okay, oh, I've you heard know? of them. Yeah. So we worked with Press Junkie, and like you know how it is, man. You gotta. It's kind of like a. It's a two way street. You gotta like them. They gotta like you. Right. Kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying. So what did they do for you guys? If you don't mind me asking. Press Junkie. No, Press Junkie for us did all, all our press. So basically, they packaged and and delivered all of our our music to press outlets. So yeah. basically, get people spill ink on it. Yeah, little reviews and little Yeah, little so I mean, there's, there's, there was, there was little dozens of reviews and features and, he, they, you he know. got us a lot of, lot of you placements know, and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so like that's a good press, you know, I think that you make a good point. And if, if this serves as a tutorial for somebody who needs a piece of advice, if anybody promises you something, walk away. Yeah, walk away run, 100%. run, run, run. Walk, 100%. run away. Because, I mean, honestly, we're in the business of there is nothing guaranteed. Right. You know what I mean? And especially when it comes down to, you know, to 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 reviews and music and all that kind of stuff, man. It's like, you you got it, Anton. It's like, people don't like the music, man. They ain't liking the music. Right. You know what I'm saying? You better dust yourself off and try again. You know what I'm saying? Kind of vibe. Right. But, uh, but you know, you can, you can be a strategic be. You know, and, and yeah, there's people that you look at some of these major massive projects and you could throw a gajillion dollars at it and you can make a dent, right? You can make a dent with a with a million dollars in, yeah. in, in, you know, uh, you know, what is it? There was um, Paris Hilton. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. 
They say there is, you know, some of the estimates out there is to break an artist from unknown to superstar is about 1.5 million. There's, there's, you know, just a number that I've. That's read. all you need. That's, That's all you need. need. That's about, it. 1.5 million dollars, and you can take an unknown and put them and make them a superstar. We're right? about a percent wow. of the way there, bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're back up black. Yeah, work a little hard. Yeah, gotta work a little hard. So you know, but <laughs> some change. But you know, at the same time, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it, you know, there's no, there's no organic in it. There's no viability in it. You know, what yeah, I'm it's saying? gonna, it's, you're gonna lose it as soon as you get it. It's, you know, early, fast, as what as is it? It? fast rise, fast to fall. Yeah. You know that's I mean? that's my my issue with not to change the subject, but with the uh, the competition shows on television and stuff. Mm-hmm. You see these people yeah. on The Voice and American Idol, and the reason why you rarely see. I mean, a couple of exceptions to that rule, but you rarely yeah. see any of them really succeed is because most of them, you know, are coming from from careers or, you know, jobs where they were completely outside of the music yeah. world. And if you weren't if you weren't in this thing grinding for years, you have no idea what it means to do this for real. You know, yeah. so it's it, like, it is because, yeah, it's it's a lack. It's not. I mean, anybody that thinks that this is all, you know, stars and 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 freaking money you know, and stuff money and stuff <laughs> is living in a is living in a fantasy man you know the real life of us if, look man if you do not love this don't do it don't do don't it don't do it yeah I mean, or, or if you do love it and don't have the passion for the other stuff, yeah. then def, then don't do it because yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. kill your love don't, for it. Right, don't right, right. do it. You know what I'm saying? Like honestly, it's like you have to you have to love it. Not only do you have to love it, you have to. You know, I've always said the music is a you know being a viable musician is about building your own hype but not believing your own hype. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You 100%. gotta, you gotta build your own hype. You gotta, you gotta, but you, you gotta be cautious about believing. The moment you believe your own hype, you, you it's, 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 mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're on a downward spiral at that point. For sure, for sure. You know what I mean? There's, there, I, I, I do, I do agree to a certain extent on that one. Um, but I do also believe that you have to really believe that what you are putting out there is worth that that thing that you, that you expected yeah. to get to you gotta you know, believe in it man you do it's like, it's like I, I think that there is something like, like it's like, a fine line there's a fine line yeah don't get don't get an ego to the point where you're like oh I'm better than everybody oh, but shit. also believe that that uh, or not even believe know that, that it's that the competition is stiff and that you have to figure out why people should take your piece of this pie versus anybody yeah. for, and, and in order to actually get people to do that you have to actually believe that your product is worth their time yeah. right it's like our album is 45 minutes long it's seven songs at 45 minutes that's a big investment for somebody right sure. who doesn't know who we are sure yeah. but i have to believe that that what we're putting out that the time and the energy that we put into this what is worth their 45 minutes of time yeah. Yeah. you know and that, that's that's where I look at. It. But yeah, you don't want to buy into the, you don't want to buy into your hype to the point where you're just like I'm the shit and I've got nowhere yeah. else to go really, from here. You know, I really got some validation last the last album, and it's it's one of the the most incredible compliments I've I think. I mean, I've, a lot of people say a lot of nice things, and I'm very grateful. But there's this uh, this young young dude in Colombia. Um, the clave beat guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when we released the album, man, oh, totally organically, th- this guy, um, this kid, he, he was like starting a, a salsa music blog, video blog thing, in Colombia, and we were his first episode. And he took our album and did like a 15-minute like breakdown of like lyric content, you know, subject matter, like That's awesome. how this relates to the salsa like canon. repertoire, the yeah. canon, the you know like what it reminds him of other like really 
took that shit Deep and digested dive. it. That's amazing. And like, you know, said like beautiful. I mean, it's giving me chills thinking about it. Like that, that one, that one right there is like enough for me for like forever. Like. That's crazy, you know. That's that's a, that's a deep interpretation of the music that you're putting out. And like I feel he, like that's what, as artists, you want people. Like that's yeah. the ideal situation. Is that's you went on it for a while to yeah, <laughs> write a video essay about it. You know? Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that. That is the dream, right? And there, we right? didn't we didn't pay. I mean, like you know, we got cool little press things last time, but you know, we were kind of paying for that to happen. This guy just came out of nowhere. Was trying to do his own his own thing, you know, his own dream of like found our found, found our, our album because wow. it was playing at the time, yeah. you know, the stuff was playing playing up there. Colombia, we had some, you know, we had some plays down there. Latina Stereo and, was playing uh, our album, you know what I'm saying? And, okay, and it was crazy, dude. Like that, he sat there and just like each song went through like you know lyric content, subject matter, all this Pretty stuff. Awesome. That's amazing, yeah. man. That, that 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 to me is the dream right there. That's the for dream. somebody to internalize your music yeah. on that level, even if it's just literally one person. You know, like that's yeah that's that's deep yeah, yeah. you know that's fantastic it. i and 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 that's you know that's like that's why we do it right you know what i mean we're <laughs> again we're in the business of banging our heads against a very hard wall yeah you know what i mean and 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 believing that in what we're doing and and delivering you know art and if you're not man get out of the way yeah 100%. Uh, don't be blunt if you're not if you're not in it for that and you're in it for whatever other ulterior motive you're just blocking up the scene. Get yeah. out of the way. And there's there's plenty of other avenues for you. It doesn't need to be music. There's plenty of other avenues for you to go do your fucking... Yeah, yeah go flip yeah. burgers. Yeah, go flip... <laughs> <laughs> start start a TikTok page. You even know what I mean? music, though. Even in music, there's, so many, selling real there's so many middle people, you know what I'm saying, in music. And the, the, the industry has been built around a... A, a network of middle people, right? Yeah. And what do you mean by middle people? Like, they're, they're not musicians. Like, the, the agents and the producers I and all that okay. stuff. People I that plug themselves into, you know, if you want to get your music between you and the audience, there's a lot of people between that. There's a lot right? of people between that. It's like, you know who, who I'm going to, I might get in trouble for saying this, but that's kind of what do this it, show's do it, about, do it, right? Do it. The people, to me, that are the the bottom feeders of the music industry are promoters, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, there's some there's some great promoters that that I've worked with over the years. Okay, but there's also most of them some really shitty ones. And there's they they found this little slither of income between the booking agent, the managers, and the musicians, where they're like, I can make fifteen percent on this. Yes, <laughs> You're just well, like, that's, that's any business, man. That's any business. For I, sure. I, but, I think that there's 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 some. <laughs> There's some good promoters out there that are in it because they want to put two good shows together. Sure, sure. You know, and there's but there's there's snakes everywhere, man. Every you turn any other turn any rock over and you're gonna find a snake. Let's yeah. let's, let's, be, let's be honest about it. A lot of promoters are people that 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 were non musicians that want to be a part of the party, not just at the party. You know this what I mean? Anton's opinion. I'm not gonna share that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's career suicide, but yeah, cool. Keep talking about the promoters. I'm fine. I'm definitely not, a book is for shows. But I'm yeah. not. I'm not mentioning <laughs> names. Look, I, if you're a good promoter, I'll work with you. I understand. And I understand the I need got for you. it. I get you. I, know, I feel you, man. I feel you. But there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of them out there, man. They're just like, hey, I just want to be. I just want to be at the. I, I want to be a part of the party without just being the guy at the. I party. don't like that because I think that this is why they get into it. It's because they do want to be in the music, but that's their skill. Is they're really good at the giant. Uh, some, uh, of what do you call it? I, I, some of them are. Some of them Planning and stuff like that. So. How many of them have, have you worked with though, where they're actually really working their ass off to promote the show? And how many times have you said, "Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'll work with you. Uh, here, here you go. And I'm just gonna go ahead and take my 15 percent off the top of the show, and I haven't done any work to promote this thing." Sometimes that does happen. No, no, not not sometimes. Especially a when lot. 
much of the time that happens. Especially when you're on tour, they don't have to worry about seeing your face. Anton's got beef with promoters. I think we've established it. I'll call it how I see it, bro. I'll call it how I see it. I'm just saying, I put a lot of work into this shit, and I want to work with people that put equally the work into their shit as well. No doubt. You know, so unfortunately, it just doesn't. With promoters, I just notice that happening a lot more than agents or managers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, some, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, <laughs> so the <laughs> the next uh, there you go. He brought the, he brought the podcast to a halt right there with that <laughs> one, didn't he? I don't know why. So. Well, you know that's what I, I don't know why you have As to Billy, Billy has said in the, in the past, I'm, I'm a PR nightmare. Yeah, oh, you man. are, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just because you got something in your head, don't mean you gotta say it. That's true, but sometimes <laughs> I feel like I gotta say it. Yeah, but hey, man, get um, it off your chest, Chief. Get it off your chest. Yeah, that's what I'm Whatever. saying, bro. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Uh, anyways, uh, all right, so you guys, you, you guys, everybody, you guys have some <laughs> experience with labels and stuff. How has that helped you guys open up any doors for you? Anyways, you sure. want to uh, impart some wisdom on people with? You know, it's there is a there's a, it's a relationship thing, man. Yeah. When you get into labels, you're talking about relationships. You know what I mean? And you know there has to be a a unified relationship. You know, um, and that's tough. It it can get a little tough because there is there is the motivations. While they none of them may be ulterior, they are still they may be varied, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, in our experience with uh, with label work is, um, you know, good communication leads to good work. You know what I mean? And and being able to to get on the same page with what the outcome needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Um, There are there are a million reasons to to stay independent and there's a million reasons to go with the label. A label that is well run can open up some doors for you financially. Can you know can can open up some connections for you. You know what I'm saying. And you know for us, when uh, when we were uh, with Bold City Music, you know for for the time that we were with them, you know it was a fruitful relationship. We were releasing Parad. You know what I'm saying. We you know they're the ones that submitted our our album to the uh, Independent Music Awards. Okay. You know they did that. Um, and and you know, supported that and and gave us the support we needed at the time when we needed it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so you know, again, it's about relationships, man. You know what I'm saying? And and understanding the the construct of those relationships. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm, I'm, I may be sounding like I'm I'm being, you know, a little bit. Uh, well, like like labels are labels can serve you know two big purposes either, you know your capital, right, or they serve as your like connections, you right. Know? Word, um, and like you know if if we're talking about you know hypothetical, it's just you know understand having being on the same page, having that relationship clear, you know what are we what are we going to be doing? Have anything on paper, everything written down, you know that we're here to provide capital, we're here to provide this. And you know, make sure it's clear. And like we said about what was it that we said earlier to run, run from people that make promises. Yeah. So you yeah, know, same thing. same thing. Like you got to watch out when you know people when make promises. Run. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. One hundred percent. That makes total sense. But it, but they, you know, when we when we were working with Bold City, they you know we we had a we had a good thing going and um, we learned a lot and and, we had, and, yeah, I'm very and proud they helped us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it comes down to like you know. 
to, to you know, relationships run their course and, and, you know what I'm saying? And I'm very proud of the work we did together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. And, you know, we learned a lot. We both learned a lot, you know. So it was fantastic, you know, and we were able to achieve some really cool things, man. You know, but if there was, you know, if somebody's out there listening, they're like, I need a label. You know, you need to you need to understand the relationship of that label of of what that means before you get into like I need a label. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, do you need capital? Do you right. need connections? What, what do, do you need, need shows? Right. Be clear. On do you what need you money to record an album? Like, right. what is it you're looking for? Right, right. Exactly. And be you know, careful when you're looking for what you're looking and for. And yeah, so yeah, some some somebody's out there. Yo, you know what I'm saying? I need to get on a major label. Not really. You know, there, there's there's a lot of, you know, big, big labels, will, they'll pay you in advance half a million dollars, you know, in advance for your album sales. But if you don't make that back, you, you're stuck with you're a hook. You're stuck with a big loan you got to pay back, you know? So, um, so that's not always the best thing. You guys familiar with uh, Adam Dirtz from uh, Counting Crows? He's a I singer of Counting Crows. Crows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was on, uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast recently, and they got into some stuff and uh, talk about a bad uh, a PR nightmare. This guy is unloading on labels, right? <laughs> and uh, he was like, man, we signed, I forgot which label he was talking about. Sure. But he, he was like, uh, you know, they gave us he said, let's say, let's say a label gives you 250, you know, 250 grand for, for an advance on, a, on, a, on, a, on an album. He's like, he's like, you know you gotta pay that back, right? But so what they don't tell you is that let's say you're getting 15% of the sales on that album is that you got to pay that back out of your 15%, not yeah. after they yeah, paid yeah, back yeah. their 250. Yeah. It's yeah. after it's, it's only the 250 out of your 15%. So yeah. they'll make back all their money on their investment. And as long as it's not from your 15%, right. they haven't made back their investment yet. Yeah, so man. he was like, I didn't, he's like, that's the kind of shit that you don't realize going into things that, you know, yeah. it's like uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I there's I, good labels out there, man. There's people that sure. are in it. It's just like you know, going back to the not to go back to the promoter thing, but there's people that are in it for the right reasons. Totally, hundred percent. And then there's there's there are a lot that are not. And there's people out there that are that are doing you know they're into it because they want to see people progress. Sure. And so, ultimately, man, it's just about an education thing. You know what I'm saying? If a, hire a lawyer, a hire a lawyer. A label is not going to solve your any of your problems, you know. And if and if you're going into a relationship, it's like anything. If you let's say you meet a, a significant other, thinking that this person is going to make you the best person in the world, you're deluding yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? It has to be a symbiotic relationship, yeah. right? And you have to both be getting something out of it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I think we all as kids, you know, especially in the model that we all grew up as, as kids, understanding that oh man, you get signed and it's like, you know, um, it's it's easy street, you know that's where the hard work begins you know and if anybody's listening out here that that you know wants to get on the label that's not been on label you get signed to a label that's where the work begins yeah you know? that's where the man. hard work really starts and you and if you're okay with understanding that you're gonna be fine you know and you have a good partnership and you got a good relationship and you got a, a great communication stream you know what I'm saying that's where the hard work begins that's how it goes when you when you bring on any outside source because you have to realize that like in the same way that you're looking for them for as an opportunity they're also looking at you as an opportunity so and they have every right to do so absolutely 100 every right to do so and and so like when we brought in this marketing team right like the the guy like i the first thing i told him is it was was that i am a tool for you you let me know what you need from me sure. so i can get you what you need to do your job right he was like that's great because ultimately your workload is going to increase when we come on absolutely and that was 100 percent true i'm on the phone 
three or four days a week with these people, telling them what I want and making sure they get the content that they need to put out there and making sure I'm, I'm getting the information that I need from them to, to know how to make the decisions moving forward, you know? So and those decisions are going to be based off of making sure as an artist, you are very clear on what your North star is. Exactly. If you have a very good understanding of where your North star lies and how to find that North star when things get convoluted or things get a little murky, you can find that North star. You're going to mm-hmm. be okay. hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Just keeping that North star in your field is going to make. And having it on paper helps too. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Always have yeah, that being, North Star on paper, baby. Have that North Star on paper. That yeah, is, uh, that's that's actually probably some of the best advice we've gotten on this show. Yeah, it's <laughs> <on laughs> <paper>. literally <laughs> having that shit on paper. Have it on paper, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like expectations, like Absolutely. what you know. Spell it out. What they're what what do you what do you expect from them? What do they expect from you? Exactly. All that stuff. Timelines, dates, on the when you know. Yep. All that kind of stuff. Really. Yes. Accountability. Accountability. Spell it out. Spell that shit out. Spell it out. Leave nothing up to interpretation because nobody's going to guess what's in your head and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely true. Um, So uh, without – you don't have to go into too much detail, but I'm curious. Did you guys ever feel like you were under – like like do you ever feel like it was harder to be creative if you were under certain deadlines or – Under the gun, I think. Yeah, under the gun would be the correct term. (laughs) Sorry. You know, I think – uh, for me, I think that we were we've been blessed enough to have again our north star and also have the the our hands on the wheel the entire time. Yeah, okay. we, our deadlines have been self-imposed. Absolutely, okay. you know it's been like you know we you know we got to get this done by then. You know it hasn't been like someone telling us you have to get it done by right. then. Yeah, that's important um, to have that yeah, self-regulation. But it is it is important to have some kind of deadline or pressure yeah absolutely. for me in particular like when we got out of the writing session for this last al- for the second album here um i was like i'm having all these charts done by november 1st we're rehearsing in november i was like book the rehearsals we're rehearsing you played your first show you just yeah. said at the beginning Let's of the podcast it, yeah. yeah get a show that was the yeah. first time that you played again get a yeah, show yeah, yeah. you're like i he booked a show yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I was like, <laughs> let's do it you gotta yeah. do it yeah so I, that works for me as like a work, you know, like if, if I'm just like nebulously like, oh, I got to finish this and then, well, you know, nothing will get done. But if right. I'm like, oh, shit, I have five weeks to orchestrate nine, eight songs. Steve was already done. I'm like, All right. You know, and, yeah. uh, you know, it really, really makes you dig in, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't find it me personally as a hindrance. Um, I, I feel like it would be if someone was like, all right, you got to get this done in two weeks or else you're, you know, fucking right. fired and you suck, you know, like, yeah, you yeah. Suck. <laughs> but we're, you know, we're in our own nucleus. I, I, you know, he's holding me accountable. I'm holding him accountable. We have the rest of the guys who are like lined up to, you know, we're like, oh, we got these charts. We're almost ready. You know, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm a firm believer in setting deadlines, but, um, absolutely our own, yeah. our own deadlines. We've, we've, again, we've been blessed and lucky enough to always have our hands on the wheel. The, you know the importance of of artists setting their own deadlines cannot be understated mm, absolutely is, man you know what i'm saying if it's you know you you talk about and I'm, i apologize to interrupt you, but all, it's, it's one of those things where like look if somebody else is setting a deadline for you or somebody else is selling an expectation for you they're gonna number one they're gonna hold you to it and number two that you are really setting yourself up for failure you know what i'm saying and this bit in in, in in any business in anything that has to do with the arts or really anything you know Put your hands on the wheel and keep your hands on the wheel. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? 
but you're living in a fantasy if you think that you know somebody's gonna come in and you're gonna sit in the back of the car and they're gonna drive you around you know yeah. what i'm saying so true man. you're gonna you're living in a fantasy that's not the case man you know what i'm saying and if you sit there and wait then yeah you and you're, you're just gonna sit there and wait till they get you to where you gotta go I, I put your hands on the wheel man i think a lot of people think because you know like like most of us in, in the world we've all worked jobs and we've all had managers mm-hmm. tell you what you got to do at a certain time and and then i think a lot of people have this mentality like you know well somebody's going to tell me what what's got to be done when it's got to be done and it, when we when you're running any business this is this is not just for musicians this is yeah. just any business in general you have to set like nobody's going to tell you what you got to do with your own product or service or vision sure, right sure. you have to actually just set that yourself yeah. and hold yourself to that because if you don't it's just it's never going to happen i mean this album number 2 came because we were so bummed during covid so covid you know i know it hurt a lot of people and i'm not diminishing anybody else's pains but we had just released Simparada in the end of January. We were about to go to New York. We are about to go to Miami. We were, we were going to play like three shows in New York, right? Miami, yeah, yeah. all this stuff, all these things. We Matt, Matt we're supposed to shows. play uh, with a Daptone out, uh, a band. Yeah. Uh, no shit. At Ponte Vedra Concert Hall, May 15th. We were 15th, having conversations with promoters in Colombia. We were, all this shit. Wow. COVID hit, and I, I fell into a very sad, I was like, fuck, you know? Yeah, you know. So, like. You know, during all this COVID shit, we're like, we gotta do this. We gotta, you know, we we gotta have something for when this thing come. You know, things over. When things over, we can we come can out the gate swinging with something, yeah. To you know, so that that from from I mean now a year ago, it's been you know we were like we got our right, we we gotta do this we gotta do this finally by September we're like let's let's just go hide and right. see what comes out. Yeah, and it worked because we, yeah. we didn't know what was gonna happen then. Yeah, but we set that goal, and that deadline. Like, all right, we're gonna sit here for a week. Whatever happens, whatever you come out, yeah. And we came out with it. And uh, when did that come out? I was just wondering. Sin parar? Yeah, the second one. Jan- uh, the, oh no, the second one's not out yet. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, the first one. The first one came out uh, January thirty first, twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Dude, dude, to it a was sold out show <laughs> at nineteen oh four. Oh, it was amazing it was, show. It was a, it oh, was what a party! A hell of a party. You know what I'm saying? It was I fantastic. Was, I was reading an article about uh, uh, Jason Honeycutt today, and uh, yeah. y'all's picture was the one on it. Was it? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, they did, the Void did a uh, write-up about I Jason Honeycutt. That, yeah. Jesse Honeycutt today. is a G, man. Oh, yeah. 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 In this Mad business, love. one of the one of the most genuine people I've worked with in my entire yeah. life. He's 100%, so, man. Yeah. I'm saying, like, I can't sing his praises. I mean, we, you know, as a venue owner and as an operator, it's just like, you're like, Yo, I wish there was fifty thousand of him. He's a oh hell my of a God. drummer. See, I'm gonna he's, Oh yeah, oh, he's a he's a great drummer. Right? Yeah, yeah. With the greenhouse lounge, getting oh, back together, nice, and, nice, nice. and an amazing promoter too. I will say. He's a, he's, a, he's we all know your opinion, of promoters. I'm just saying that he's <laughs> he's one of the good ones. He's, a, he's, he's a smart yeah. cat, man. Yeah. He's a smart case, he's, and he's got his. He puts his he puts his his energy in in, in the positive places, man. 100%. He does good work, so that's awesome. You sold out 1904 for the album release, dude. Sold Cross it out. Fingers for that. Sold it out, bro. Yeah, I mean it was. We, oh, s- so we sold fun. it out a week in a, in a week before the show, man, and Mark, it was yeah, dude. It was a party, dude, and it was it was such a great, great, great moment. Followed by, you know, we were we were we went down to Miami. We played a festival in Miami, and we were supposed to play. Uh, we played Carnival in the Mile in Miami, and then we were playing Calle Ocho. And Calle Ocho is the biggest oh, live yeah. music festival in in the United States, 
And when we're driving down to Miami to play the first festival, we get the call about the second one saying Coyote was not happening. It's all canceled. And then uh, from there, it was just it was like, like a childhood dream of mine to play that damn I mean, who oh, has it not? I mean, you know, it's like it's been insane. So from there, as everything went down, you know, oh, it, hurt. it was just. Yeah. But I mean, it, you know, to Angel's point, we were able to pick ourselves up in that and say, yo, you know, we got it. We gotta do work. Get yeah, yourself. Get up. No one was telling us to do this shit. Nobody right. was. Yeah. So you know, nobody. We we, I, like, yo, we drove yo, yo, it. Yo, we yo, put yo, our yo. hands on the wheel, and Make we said, happen. "No, man, we gotta get up. We gotta do something. We gotta." You know what I'm saying? So do you have a release date or yet for the second album? Or we are o- we October fifteenth. October fifteenth is that the release date right now? So you're you, you're making your <laughs> so own that's it. schedule. Like you're <laughs> no, 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 no. He's right. He's right. He's right. Somebody's so, gotta do it. No. Friday, October fifteenth, man. Yeah. And we got some really cool things planned. Awesome. Uh, you know, uh, to be able to do, you know, in the city and and uh, and it's it's looking yeah, good. Yeah, we should have a fun release show. We're gonna all, have if everything lines up. If everything lines up, we're gonna have a hell of a release show for That's this. Congratulations awesome, on that, guys. Yeah. That's Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Thank Where you. Where are you guys gonna release at? You know yet? Should we say? Sure, why not? I guess we'll yeah. start promoting it now. Yeah, I think it's, I think all it's eight people are gonna see this. Yeah, all I'm eight just no, messing no. around. He hates <laughs> when I do that. We uh, we are we have been talking to the team down at James Walden Johnson Plaza to do an album release on a Sunday Park. afternoon at at James Walden Johnson Plaza, tied into Yaya Productions Latin Music Festival. Hell yeah! And Yanida is 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 graciously running a two day Latin music festival and because Sunday. Is gonna be salsa Sunday, the salsa Sunday, but for oh, the really city. Wow! Oh, amazing. So we're gonna do it on a citywide scale, where we're gonna invite the entire town to come out, and hopefully, you know, that's that amazing. Through the, through the James Wilson Johnson folks, will be helping us in the promotion, and hopefully, yeah. there'll be a production, lot of production promotion. Out. They've this been fantastic. This will be the clip for for IGTV right here, so yeah. we can promote their show. Wow! Yeah. So meta right now because we're in the clip now. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you can edit this part out of the clip. I'm just saying. No, I'm keeping it in. This is great. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is it, man. This is so we're playing. We're we're planning on something. Our way to say thank you to the city. That yeah, it'll be gen- a free show. There'll know. be a VIP section for people who want to hang out like that's that. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so amazing. Man, I'm so yeah. sorry. Where did you say it was? One more time. You said James Walden Johnson Plaza. It's uh, the old Hemming Plaza. It's downtown. Oh, oh I didn't know they renamed it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't know they did. sorry. Yeah. I'm, like an idiot. I'm like, is that Park? Park. Park. James oh. Walden Johnson Park, which was old Hemming Park. Okay, yeah. got you. Okay, so it's it's bad. literally the square right. They changed it probably about six months ago. Okay, I'm not mistaken. That's awesome. Maybe more, but uh, maybe more. Quit uh, I don't know. Maybe they changed it some time back. Here's a good question about your album release too. Yeah. So, are uh, the actual physical merch and everything that sure. you put it out? What, what did you do before? Did you do? We uh, did vinyl, vinyl, and inch. yeah, vinyl, vinyl pressing shirts. I gotta get it. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a vinyl one. That's like vinyl for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, uh, just so, do you even bother with CDs anymore? You we need did it. you need CDs because it's so weird. Why do we still need CDs? Because no one buys it. No, well, that's but true. that's what the no, no one uses it. We sell we still sell them at shows. It doesn't make any sense though, right? We still sell them at shows, but the most important part is that uh, for some reason that's what the uh, the press campaigns use. That's what the radio uses. Yeah, press junkie wanted how many fifty from us? Uh, we we yeah what? we delivered fifty to, c- to send out CDs yep. to people. CDs because they want to hear the music. How I, are they going to hear it? No one has a CD player anymore. I've I've been I've been uploading to SoundCloud. And then you setting the setting them to private links, yeah. and then just using those to send out to press as press yeah. kits for the press yeah. kit now. But yeah, I can see. But people still do ask for that stuff. Radio, man. honestly, yeah. radio still I've runs off CDs. I've been doing this thing for really? 
20, 25, 30 years, they, yeah. you know, they still use radio. That, you you want to get on the radio, you better have a CD. That's I'm, wild. I'm still on CDs and everything like that. I got yeah. a 2003 yeah. Ford Expedition. That's the only place I can nice. play a CD player, though. Yeah, I'm, no doubt. I, I, we're, we're definitely printing uh, at least a small run of CDs. Yeah, of and they're not even, they're not even that, that bad these days. No, it's yeah. cheap yeah. as hell. Yeah. You know, for, yeah. And, and it's literally, it's, it's, it's a promotional tool. You know? Yeah, totally. So Eventually, like, when is CDs going to reach its fucking end? It should be at. It's getting close. We're way past when it should be over. I give it another five years. Hey, but vinyl came back. Tapes have come back. You know, I don't think t- well tapes might go back. They, they're, they're trying to br- they've been trying to bring tapes back for so long. And I feel bad for them. That, tapes, have, like, tapes have a little tiny niche out there. Very like, tiny I like niche. Tapes. They just I mean, don't sound good. The vinyl yeah. sounds good. Sound like yeah. That's why it's been brought back. Yeah. They're trying yeah. so hard with tapes to bring it back. Sorry guys, it doesn't sound good. I'm sorry. But I just think you can re-record over it. Yeah. Put a little tape on that little notch. Yeah. Tape up the knots, dude. Put to whatever you want on I it. I did that with some Make of my mom's tapes for your back girl, in the day. Oh, all the time. time. Yeah. I used to like, wait for that song to come on the radio. Boop, boop. Hit the record you're button. You're not doing tapes, though. You're doing vinyl notes. We are not doing tapes. No. <laughs> I thought about it. Did you? Yeah. Nah. I was, I, the we will, we will be pressing okay. vinyl. You know, because I'll get, I'll get there is a there is a space for it. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And it's super cool, yeah. man. It is cool. Getting that test vinyl. Yeah, uh, that's that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. yeah no. I was thinking about doing vinyl too, but man, that's a lot of money. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah. You know, we could afford it if Pre-sale. we don't buy CDs. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so easy. Yeah. Pre-sale. Yeah, you're right though. Pre-sale. Pre-sale. Yeah. Pre-sale what yeah. were you saying? Pre-sale. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, but you're you a PR nightmare. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, you mean like oh, pre, pre-sale the like the, the vinyl? The, the vinyl. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so. And then you can know how many you need to. Exactly. Oh wow, this is a good business strategy. Uh, well, not only that, you raise the funds to be able to exactly. press it. No, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't. I don't know anything about business. I just know music. Yeah. He, he's kind of like well, that's why we fit so well together. He's the opposite. Which is funny because I'm I'm awful with numbers and Billy's a numbers guy, but I I just know about how the business works. I don't know how to make it actually work though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a good team. Okay. Yeah, we um, with team money. Yeah, that's about it. Um. All right. So um. You got so obviously the album release is October fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to be doing pre-sales for the album, for, for the records, or for yeah. vinyl? For the vinyl, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that'll uh, start soon. We're, we're, we're working on that right the now. The first single release and yeah. we're, the end f- of July. We're aiming for the first single release at the end of July, so we'll July do a s- yep, single release and video and all that kind of stuff. And I love the music video of you guys uh, on, the, on the rooftop. The roof. That's fucking... Yeah, you like that I one, dude? That one. It's so, so fun. Cool. One. Yeah. You that guys was, looked so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God. Damn it, they look so fucking cool. Thank up there. you. Bro. It's funny. Where was that film? Was that, in, that was in Fort Lauderdale, Miami? No, it was no, here. That was the uh, roof that was here? Intuition. That was the roof of Intuition. Yeah. That uh, didn't look dope. like. I, I, I work over there and I, I was like, hey guys, do you think we could shoot a little music video on the roof? That was at Intuition. Oh, yeah. wow. And they were like, yeah, sure. And I show up, man, there's like a generator, a box Production truck, trucks, all this shit, like all these lights, people. You <laughs> know, like <laughs> four cameras <laughs> and all this. I'm like, sorry, guys. Oh, my God. That. All these people. That, but, but intuition was stoked. I thought, oh, this is awesome. We never have, you know. Yeah, yeah that looked, that looked, I showed my girlfriend. I was like, yeah, it was very fun, so legit. That, that was, was really, really great. Thank you, thank you, there, man. There's, a, there's a, got a, a lot of good views on that thing. Dude. Do you want to put it in the podcast for a little clip of it? Yeah, 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 yeah the dude. little clip. Here you go. What's the name of the song? I can forget. Los Bravos. Here you go. Here's a couple seconds of Los Bravos. I can't do that. Wait,
Como hay guapo por ahí, así se creen. Su más rollo que película, que barbaridad, la verdad. Y es que son un paquete maní. No lo comemos todo sin sal, sin pensar. Montón de peo, no le creo. Queda mal si vinieron a buscar. Cojan calle, lo vamos a cerrar. Oh, la calle está dura por aquí. Porque cuentas hay que dar y detallar. No sean brutos, este insecto. Antes de brincar, de un paso, vamos por aquí. No van a avanzar. Entierro y tú sin velar Y velará Que el que pide un poco de canto Botaza le dan Por aquí Es que por aquí, es que por aquí No hay nada para ti No te queda nada más que sufrir Por aquí Se creen que son guapos que pueden janguear No hay nada para Pero no ti. se merecen un día más We're back. Oh my uh, god, that, that was, was an amazing, amazing. video, guys. How great was that, right? They're on the roof and they're just hanging out. Um, yeah, so um, fuck, I had something I was gonna say, but as usual, Billy threw me off. Sure. Um, oh, sorry. Oh no, I was what I was gonna say is that there's there's a, a handful of bands uh, in Jacksonville I think are really doing the thing the right way, and you guys are definitely one of them. Thank you. And so thank we you, really bro. appreciate thank you. you guys thank you. being on and 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 helping lend some more legitimacy to what we're doing here. Oh, please, oh, man. So, Thank you for having us. Yeah. Dude. This is, you know. This, this is, is awesome. Just any chance to talk to like-minded folks about what we do, and, you know, it's it's just fantastic, you know. Hell yeah, man. That's what we're trying well, to do. Like like he said, uh, just try to bring everybody that, that on the same wavelength we have a We have a special scene here in Jacksonville, man. A lot of real talented folks. A lot folks of talent out here. Really sure. good, hardworking people, and, I mean, that's what's kept me here. I've been, same. been here for... 15 years now so it's and it's just you know there's there's so many awesome awesome folks to you know work with and bounce ideas off and try to make things happen and it's a little easier here than like new york because you know you know or, or bigger cities you know we got we a little slower pace and like we have cheaper to live cheaper to live <laughs> we got you know room to do stuff but so. we got but we got and we and, but we have so many people that are just you know charged man you know what i'm saying They're, they want to see things happen they make things happen and Totally. That always that always encourages things, you know, to, to, to move forward, man. So I mean Especially when you're looking in the right places in Jacksonville, man. Yeah. It really yeah, is that it's like yeah. it's yeah. like it can I, I can definitely I went through a phase where I was like, you know, man, like where like like what like where where are the people trying to do the big things? But once I started just digging a little bit, I was like, oh, I, f- I found yeah. I think I found the people that I need to be yeah. you know working with it's and stuff. A great so home base too. Yeah, totally. Makes totally. Good sense, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, 
All right, so let's do unpopular opinions. Yeah, that's a good podcast, man. Very informative. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Shit, where did my phone go? Thank you for having us, dude. Yeah. This is Anytime. this has been a good conversation. Hopefully, it's not too long. We we. No, I yeah. I love the long long stuff, man. Gotcha, I, it's, gotcha. it, when it, when it's a longer podcast, it means it was a good conversation. Good, it's a great conversation, yeah. dude. Um, where my right. phone went? So maybe. Hang on. I'm gonna go ahead and do my first one while Bill. He's being he, they know I explained to them already. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're ready. Billy's Maybe. fucking just being super irresponsible today. I'm sorry for him, guys. I, I apologize. So, I take responsibility for him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Billy has lost his phone, people. Um. Well, all somebody right. out there, call him. Somebody out there, give him a call right now. Give him a yeah, call somebody right give him now. a call right now. Actually, I could call you right now. That'd be nice. Uh, this is this is real life happening. This is real life, guys. We're not gonna yeah. edit this out. Uh, I almost called my girlfriend. I have to call her phone all the time when she loses it on a regular basis. Well, you got it. You found it. All right, never mind. All right. So first unpopular opinion for me is uh, um, working from home is overrated. Yeah, no shit, man. I've only been doing it for ten years. It's awful. I uh, any chance that I get, I uh, go to a coffee shop and just sit down and work because I don't get distracted with, you know, my dog or the television or my guitars sure, <laughs> or sure. anything, you know, it's like, because there's a lot, of, as you guys know, there's a lot of admin stuff that needs to be done, you know, if you're, so especially when you're in the process of releasing a record, you know, and it's easy to, we're, we're musicians, we're not marketing people or, you know, social media right, people. Right, right, we're, we're learning to do this as we go too, you know what I mean? And yeah. It's always, it's a changing landscape and, you know, you have to adapt. We have to adapt and we have to, you know, for me, I have to take myself away from the music yeah. stuff sometimes. I'm like, man, my guitar is right there and I have an idea. Or maybe there's like a riff in my head or like, or I want to practice this thing that I, that I heard the other day. I have to get myself away from all that because I have things that need to be done so that shit can get heard by people, you know? Sure. So. Are you saying it's, uh, working from home is overrated? Oh, it's overrated. What do, okay. we, do? What do we do now? Do we chime in and agree or disagree? You, whatever you, you want to do. Yeah, you, you can, can agree, you can disagree. Do you agree with what he's yeah. saying? Because you're not supposed to. Oh. <laughs> That's supposed to be an unpopular opinion. unpopular opinion, yeah. Oh, unpopular opinion. I would, yeah, everybody oh, on I don't know. I, I kind of agree with part of it. I mean, yeah. so, like, you know. Damn, my bad, dude. It's no, kinda, yeah, no that's on him. Oh. That's on him. He didn't do a good one. Yeah. That's no. a good one. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people think working from home is great. I do you know? like working from home, but goddamn, at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm still at home. I want to go <laughs> do something. You know yeah, what I mean? that, that's another part of it. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. I think... Uh, I'll just on the next right. one. You, you get a point, dude. Yeah. Is that a the um, point yeah, system? Yeah, there's a point. Sure. <laughs> uh, my first one is, uh, no matter what anyone has ever said about his playing, I think Anton's really good at guitar. <laughs> uh, that's the most unpopular opinion I think we've ever come up with. That is unpopular. I get, I get, I get accolades. But that's. One though. That, that's a, it's just <laughs> or, or is this a ragging on me? Unpopular opinion day or what? What, what episode are we on? Forty-seven. Forty-eight. Oh, the same I, thing. I can't remember what it is. Uh, yeah. So let's <laughs> do it. Uh, well, though I not may fancy, I I, pro- I don't fancy myself the greatest guitar player in the world. Uh, I didn't say like that. what I do, bro. I'm just saying it, it works for some people. I think you're really good at guitar. Uh huh. I can I can hear the sarcasm in your voice. No, I wrote it down without sarcasm. <laughs> without uh, sarcasm. There's, there's no there's no sort of inflection or anything. Anyways, what's your second one? I do what I do. I'm yeah, just saying. <laughs> That's all we can do. That's uh that that was my favorite thing that uh 
uh, Joe Rogan was saying with with uh, uh, Gary Clark Jr. on his podcast one day, oh. and Rogan was like, "You're just like the fucking." Like greatest guitar player in the fucking planet, you're sitting here humbling yourself, and and Gary Clark just goes like, "I do what I do." I thought that was the best answer to that to that because it's like you're not downplaying yourself, but you're also acknowledging that this guy is not a musician who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. And sure. he's just like, he's I do what I do, and that was on the best that, answer. On that note, real quick, it's important to always be real with yourself. Know yeah. You, yeah. Know your limitations. Know your weaknesses. Know your strengths. One hundred percent, and yeah. be real with yourself. You be know, real. not try to like you know, shred some shit that you can't shred, or like you know, shred the shit that you can't shred. Yeah, exactly. Especially at a jam or something like that. Just like yeah. do what you do, and then save the the shed. It's for, easier for home. said than done. It's it is. Done. I'm constantly trying to go for shit that I can't go that oh, I can't nail. Yeah, you too. know, good for you. Yeah, um, you gotta search. Yeah, you have to search, and I it's think better that, done at home. Yeah, it's better done at home. It's but also a, a, like jam, <laughs> a, a jam, a jam at a at you know if you're like you know like like Funky Mondays or whatever that they do at at a headroom now, uh, I'll go there and I, and I'll reach for shit that I don't know how to reach for because I feel like a jam is like where you're probably not sh- like that that is yeah, the place yeah, to try yeah. to explore to shit. Explore, you know? Yeah, expand. Yeah. Um, because yeah, so but yeah, I do agree. Leave most of the time, leave that shit at home for sure. Yeah, you're a really good guitar player. We all agree. Okay, shut the. Fuck. Uh, all right. So my second one is I hate filters that make people look younger on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, that shit should be illegal, man. It's weird. It sucks, dude. It's weird, right? <laughs> I, weird. Like that, I like that. that take, yeah. yeah, it does definitely suck. This yeah. is a, this is a popular opinion. All this, all, yeah. this, all, <laughs> this, all this weird, what, what is it? The You're over two, Tony. Come all on. those filters suck, the, dude. The, 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 what do they call it? The, the, where you, you can the look air? like someone else. You can oh, make yeah. people deep talk. Fakes. Deep fake. Oh, Man, weird. that shit should be illegal. That's fucking That shit should be illegal. Babylon, dog. It deep. is technically like, what's well, not slander, but it's the other one that you're, uh, it's defamation. illegal. Yeah, defamation of character. So, yeah. You have an opinion on it? Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think I see it. that shit's weird. That shit's weird as fuck, yeah. especially when I see dudes that I used to like jam with back in the day that were older than me at that time and I see them on like TikTok and the, they have that shit on their face. I don't, I'm Anton, like, I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. I think a lot more people agree with that, dude. I feel like you're we hit, live in... in I, zero, I, feel, dude, I, I disagree, you know, because I because I go on Instagram and TikTok a lot and I see people using the filters a lot. I think true. that we're, we're in a microcosm of people that just agree with each other on this. Maybe. I actually think yeah. that it's popular to use those filters. That is true. Because you, you one time said that, that, that you popular, like... Bro. He, he, one of his unpopular opinions was that he liked TikTok, and I was like, uh, maybe amongst a group that's not po- it's not popular, but amongst the world, it's yeah. an extremely popular app. Sure, so you know, sure, the world sure. loves TikTok. All right, here's my second one. Uh, if angels didn't have wings, then I think I found my savior, and that is Saint Jorge Antonio, the greatest singer I've ever had the blessing of listening to, bar none. Praise the Lord. Okay, <laughs> this is a weird, this is a shitting on me day. This is fun. <laughs> My, I don't my know name. what the hell's going on. Right <laughs> okay, now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. So my 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 real name is Jorge Laplume, right? So that's Jorge, why he, Jorge Antonio Laplume. Jorge Antonio Laplume. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so he's. This is our dynamic. Is that he wants? <laughs> he's basically shitting on me as a singer right now. Also, while shitting on me as a guitar player, and that's just. That's just I what we it, do. I love it. Yeah, that's our dynamic. It that's makes nice. people very uncomfortable. I feel <laughs> bad. I see your guests in my home, and I'm just like, you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm lost, man. <laughs> Duh. To this embrace really it, it's, this is this we have is, to embrace it. Yeah, it's just embrace it. This is our dynamic. We just shit on each other the whole time, yeah, basically. I love it. Right on, right on. Is it? Is are, are you done? I'm finished. The steak's done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, my last unpopular opinion is that throw pillows can go to hell. 
I'm sorry, ladies. I know you like them. I can't stand nah, them. Nah, man, you're wrong there, dude. Now, wait, I'm, are you I'm talking about a, on, more, more I like on the bed or on the couch? Just anywhere. They can all, all just right, go to hell. Man. No, I don't man. like them on the bed. That's just annoying because you don't use You, you don't use the couch. Them. On the couch, they're like, fun, dude. You can lean on them. You can, if you like, got too many, though. I mean, yeah, but I mean that's that's throw pillow abuse, you know what yeah, I mean? So p- pillow abuse, <laughs> pillow abuse. You gotta have you gotta have the right amount <laughs> where you can like, balance. Yeah. You gotta have the one that you kind of like lean on and, and get yeah. comfy with. And you need you know, different size pillows. I, and, I yeah, and you need one that's like the one you lay on, because I mean, you know, like you don't lay on a throw pillow. You just get a regular pillow for that. No, well, yeah, but you bring a pillow into the couch to watch a movie. Yeah, I don't I'll, have a couch. I'll do that I shit. Actually, this this thing. I bring my comforter out there. I have a projector and I have two pillows and a comforter. <laughs> but is, it, just, is, it, is it your like sleep stuff? This thing, whole thing turns out into a bed, and I just we just this watch movies. Me and my girlfriend here all the time. Uh, should we be sitting on this couch? Probably oh, not. It's kind of ah. gross. I I uh, also I sleep with uh, <laughs> I sleep with six pillows. Six pillows. Yeah. That's, that's good for many, you, bro. Yeah, he's on my side. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could sleep with six pillows, but you it's still too many. Man. Be fighting them all. Yeah. Yeah. I need one. Or sorry, I, I sleep with two. One for my head, and then one that I just keep like around. I, I hug on at night. That's adorable. I just I can't I can't do the the warmth of another human being. <laughs> <laughs> man. Because right. he also says that I'm reptilian, so yeah, that was a funny thing. All right, let's wrap this up. This has been a long one. I've got a really funny thing to say, but it's not a popular opinion. But the last one that I wrote down was, uh, I don't think you can really call yourself a guitarist if you can't do a guitar flip. You can't do a guitar flip? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's a guitar flip? You know, have you seen, like, in, like, uh, uh, old school rock stars, they would, like, flip their guitar around their body and then catch yeah. it. And then play oh, it on the their, time. like, on their strap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, kind of like, woo. Yeah, yeah, flip it around their body. strap blocks, man. Yeah, yeah. you have strap blocks. Uh, I don't yeah, have yeah. those. My guitar falls off me just while I'm holding it. Yeah. Happens all the time on stage. <laughs> it's really annoying. Yeah, that is true. Kind <laughs> of guitar are you playing? Uh, an SG. Oh, okay. okay, nice. Yeah. yeah. But if you if you Your got guitar locks on it, or strap, strap locks. locks, I mean, sorry, do you think you could flip it? Uh, I wouldn't try to flip it. Why not? Because it's kind of a useless thing to do. See, that's a popular opinion. That's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> all right. All right so, what do you guys think? You guys got you guys got your unpopular opinions uh, about guitar locks, just or whatever SGs. you want. <laughs> yeah, you, you both get one. Sorry, we get three because we're oh, so good. Oh, oh, uh, what do you what do you got an unpopular opinion? I thought you it. said you explained this to them. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. <laughs> um, Apparently not. <laughs> I like. Pineapple and onion on pizza at the same time. Oh Boom! God, that's such Boom! A that's gross. Boom! That's, that's gross. unpopular, right? That's, that's very unpopular. Am I gonna lie to you, dude? I, I, I can mess with that, though. I, I know you can. You know what I'm saying? I guess maybe that's where we get down. Don't, I don't put know. fruit on pizza. Just call it a dude. Yeah, pineapple's money, dude. Fruit and onion. And onion. Put, put watermelon on pizza next. <laughs> I would. You know what I'm saying? Put cherries <laughs> on pizza. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. Pizza is pretty mad. So I don't Although know. Tomatoes on pizza is not bad though. That's a fruit. Boom. Vegetable. It's a fruit. fruit. It has seeds in it, Bill. Pizza's a vegetable. Pizza. Yeah. It's that's my favorite that, vegetable. Isn't that pizza's what, it, what the, the FDA said when they were – that pizza's yeah. a vegetable now? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Or something like that. Bill just uh, said pizza's a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good vegetable. He's from, he's from Wilmore, Kentucky. You'll have to excuse him. Yeah. And again, I apologize for him. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Let me see. Do I have an unpopular opinion? Oh, man. I, I, Dude, you got I'm sure you do. I probably have a, a oh, lot of them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite – think one for you. Uh, please do. We're going to break down these PC walls that Josue has oh, got going on. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> so, good yeah. Get, get the good real – <laughs> Yeah. Unpopular <laughs> opinion. Um <laughs> Scotch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we should have got. Scotch is the un- yeah, that is the key. I didn't know you're a Scotch guy. Oh man, let me see. What's an unpopular? I'm trying to think of one right now through the haze of my mind. Uh, 
you know, as far as like unpopular opinion. Um, God, I, I I'm drawing a blank, gentlemen. Scotch is good. That's an unpopular. That's opinion. Scotch. It's good. I'm not a big Scotch guy. Like, yeah. I, hey, I, I'm not. I'm not. Aqua vitae, dude. Yeah, Scotch is Scotch is the is the drink of the gods. You yeah, know Scotch I mean? is amazing. I like, I'm more of a bourbon You know what, guy. though? If you yeah. say that in Kentucky, like, to bourbon, like, just... They're probably crucifying me down yeah, there. They, they're like... Oh, I'm brown, gosh. too. They probably... I don't know about that. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good out there. I would just say more than anything is uh, Scotch just... Yeah. You say Scotch tastes better. Gotcha. I don't know. That's a good one. Unpop- I'm trying to help you out. Unpo- <laughs> and I got, I got one. I got one. Unpopular oh, opinion is don't tell a musician he's good if he's not. Ooh, I like that one's way better than all the ones that I would. I don't know, man. That's, that's kind of cool. like my impo- or you know. she twenty twenty one right or them twenty twenty one right. Everybody, yeah. Hey, don't tell a musician oh, they're don't, don't tell a musician they're good if they're not good. That's you know what I mean that you want to be supportive and all that. If somebody tell them the truth, I tr- wow. I try really hard to not just say anything. And sometimes I I fall victim to that because like somebody gets off stage or whatever, like hey man, what's going on. Uh, and then uh, they kind of just stare at you, yeah. like waiting for the accolade. For you to tell them, like, you guys rock. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> like hey, man. You sound good. Have a great day. See you later. <laughs> yeah. You're, 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 you're that guy. You're just going to walk up and say, like, hey, man, what's going on? I'm not going to lie to you. And just walk away. I'm not going to lie That's to you. That's the worst feeling that I get in the world. Yeah. When, when a musician comes up to me after I've just played, they're like, hey, man, and just walks away. I'm just like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, and I, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's an unpopular opinion. Maybe no, no, it's good. A little bit more. That's that's you know, how it should be. More You're right. callous with people, or not not callous, or less callous with people, and just be like, you know, I don't know. I just, <laughs> no, no, that, that's how it should be. Popular opinion, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell I, people the truth. I <laughs> agree with that. that. I like that. Curb your enthusiasm, where uh, he gets in trouble for not saying uh, thank you for your service to the uh, guy who got back from Afghanistan. Oh yeah. Everybody else says it, and then he won't, and that's basically the same. Yeah, Larry David. Yeah, there you go. No, I don't know. Thank you for your service on stage, person. <laughs> yes. That's what it feels like yeah. after you get off stage. <laughs> you for your service. Yeah, thank you for your service on stage. <laughs> how many times yeah. after you get off stage does somebody, like, after one show, I want to have a counter from now on how many times people say good gag or great you know, set, I great set. It loses a lot of its of its actual weight, you know, when you hear it so much. And, yeah. and not only that, but, you know, there's a lot of, you can, del- you can, <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. No, no, stop go. Talking. no, no, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, no, no. Come on. You, I've dug, you, I dug myself a hole deep you, enough you for all of us tonight. You can build up a lot of unnecessary people's egos, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's just, it's just one of those things where, you know, unpopular opinion, tell people the truth. There you go. Yeah. I think it'd be even funnier to like tell somebody who's like bad, like really get their ego up just for fun. <laughs> That's Whoa. way funnier to me. It's like, bro, you're the, you're, that was literally the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he's like botched the set. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that was so good. You know? But I'm evil, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do for you after gigs, right? Uh, oh. <laughs> there you go. Well, you guys are like married, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's, getting, you should, it's getting bad at well, this we, point. Well, we, so last year, uh, sorry, a couple, it was almost two years ago now. Wow. Where we had our friend uh, Adam Kennaway, bass player from yeah, Body Blue yeah. and uh, a couple Adam other Wilson. bands. He's, uh, he's awesome, man. He, he did a run with us out to New Orleans uh, when our bass player couldn't make it. And the the dynamic is I drive during the day, Billy drives overnight. So, but and one of us is co-piloting. Aaron and Sean take the back seat in the van. Uh, so Adam was back there on this trip, and we were driving, and Billy and I just do what we do, just going back and forth, just arguing over, uh-huh. bickering over shit. And Adam's just sitting there, was like, "This is literally exhausting." <laughs> <laughs> just like you guys are, I think you guys are lucky to have a friendship like that. That's a very rare thing, you know. What it, I'm is, it is. It yeah, is rare. You're lucky, yeah. So you should. You <laughs> I fucking. <laughs> 
I fucking <laughs> you're lucky. Burst no, you're you, lucky. Bro. That's uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and this is this is the uh, bottom of the bill. Yeah. This is the bottom bill. <laughs> That's what we do too. If you'd like to say goodbye to everybody, we've been having like our own like you know sure. scripted thing. But yeah, say goodbye to everybody who's watching. Thank you very much for uh, for listening to us and uh, talk trash here for the last God knows how long. And you know what I'm saying. That's why Angel UK guys. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Guys. Thank you for having oh, us. Yeah. But thank you. Thanks right. for being here, Adios, guys. Adios,